I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And John Ramos and a lot of explosions going on. We are Fox Ball. Steve DeSager is going to be here. What a way to start a Friday. Maybe Johnny Jonas has been smoking the ganja on this 420. Hey, you know, yeah. hey, John, I didn't know if you, uh, yeah, by the way, shout out to all you losers, I mean, potheads who are out there just walking that green wolf. Talk it up, man. Shampooing that hippie lettuce you got. You know hey, what I mean. Get high, yeah, man. man. Smoke it Ho- out, man. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully on this 420, my neighbors will take today off 
to not have my oh, backyard man. smell yeah atrocious i smelt weed coming off people at the treadmill in the gym this morning like i could sm- i could smell them sweating out marijuana on the treadmill it was disgusting honest to god the first time i ever smelled marijuana was in college and i thought someone had bad gas like <laughs> that's a true story yeah. Did not understand so bad that apparently clouds of smoke were coming from their room. But no, that's that was the smell that it that when it first hit my nostrils, we're like, whoa, what was that for lunch? Yeah, and uh, that's that's why I was I was really really kind of disappointed that John did smoke weed today. Because, I mean, does he have to be so trendy? I mean, John just had to smoke a bowl right before he walked into the studio. It's ridiculous. Uh, John, what what was it a certain strain? The different, uh, what kind of? Uh, I like to keep the bulbs in. Oh, the bulbs in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I thought there was yeah, maybe like right. a nickname for it. You yeah. Know, Green, something like. Walking that Green Wolf, John, huh? Like Lush Laverne. Beowulf is oh. what I call oh. it. Oh, Beowulf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Nice. Bark it out, man. Uh, nice. On this 420, we continue the numbers game as the Philadelphia 76ers are up 2-1 in the NBA playoffs, beating the Miami Heat last night by 20 points. And talk about rush to judgments, Jonas. This 76ers team has everyone running up and down the aisles for a variety of reasons, whether it be they want to jump on the bandwagon and find that this team is this team is the next team that we are going to see dominate the NBA's Eastern Conference, or maybe after a game two loss, just too young, this team just doesn't have it. Heck, Dwayne Wade, the old veteran, could come in and stop it. That is a roller coaster ride with the Philadelphia 76ers, and it's really been like that if you think about it, even in their down years, because it was, is the process going to work? Is the process not going to work? And we make these snap judgments on this team, and last night was no different when they end up pulling away from the Miami Heat, outscoring 32-14 to 14 in the fourth quarter, and now we're looking at the Philadelphia 76ers as this unstoppable force in the Eastern Conference. Well, I think it just comes with being a young team. Because there's times you watch Philadelphia and you can tell that they're a young team. Just some of the decisions they make. There's like They'll make plays, and it's like, what are you doing, man? But then they're so talented and so gifted that if they just – lock in for a small amount of time, they pull away and it's easy. I mean, it's not even close. Think about it. Hassan Whiteside is a $100 million player in the NBA, and he is getting outplayed all game long by a dude in a welder's mask, okay? <laughs> like, who hasn't played in weeks. And Hassan Whiteside is a, an irrelevant fact. He's turned in to Tristan Thompson in this series, like Tristan Thompson did in the finals last year, to where against this team – you just you can't play, and he's a hundred million dollar, uh, hundred million dollar player in the NBA, and he's just irrelevant in this series. So you see it at times where Philadelphia is just so like they just have the better players, and and there are times where they get in these little dips. Um, you saw it in in game two to where they lit it up early, and then all of a sudden the second quarter came out, and they were like, uh oh, uh, now what do we do? And it's like, oh, you, you got to keep doing that over. You got to do that times four. And it's like they're, you can see them getting better and better and getting uh, – Joel Embiid for his first playoff game was outstanding. You can see them getting better and better and better. But they are a young team. There are roller coasters right now. But, my God, they're talented. Let, let's look forward. Let, let's take a look forward. We're also going to take a look back at the Sixers because the process is, such, is a term that we use, but I'm not sure many people are understanding what the process actually was. And I think that there's a lot of misconceptions about it. But as you look forward to this G- team, Jonas, and whether it be in the 2018 playoffs 
or years on. The question is, is this now going to be the benchmark for other teams in the conference to go after, whether it be a, a team that's combined with a healthy Joel Embiid and and in an improving Ben Simmons, and you have these other parts. I mean, J.J. Reddick's not going to be there for the next 10 years, but this Philadelphia 76er team, at least last night, makes people think this is now going to be a 10-year run for Philadelphia. And I just, I think that Philadelphia is there. I just am not so sure that it's going to be as dominating as people make it out to be. One of the reasons, I think, is just because the East is a way more competitive and we're so used to the East being a one-team conference that I think now the competition for Philadelphia, whether it be Boston, whether it be the Wizards, whether it be Milwaukee, and I know those last two teams don't sound like huge matches for Philadelphia, but if certain pieces are added and through time, they could be better, they could be tougher, tougher outs. I think just the East as a whole is going to be tougher, so Philadelphia won't be able to dominate the next 10 seasons. One of the uh, narratives that I never understand in sports is when you get a team that's really young and they've got a lot of talent and a lot of ability, the thinking is, well, this isn't really their year. It's really all about next year and beyond because, man, once they get it rolling, I mean, they're a young team now. They're really going to get smoking. You know, you as a Seahawks fan, I'm sure you heard a lot of that. With The first year they won the Super Bowl it was like, Man, I mean, they're really talented. They could do it this year, but I don't know. There's a lot of tough teams out there, and, you know, you got the Packers and all these. Uh, yeah, but but don't worry. They're going to be good down the road. And little did you realize, no, it was that year, and you never won another one. What you re- what you realize, too, is that the year, in, in the Seahawks-specific example, is when they lost to the Falcons in the playoffs when Russell Wilson was a rookie, that that was one of your shots. Yeah. You think of that at the time as so this is this is just great. Who cares about this? Yeah. I and mean, even if we do, we've got so many years of success that you don't take that run at that present time as a legitimate shot at winning a Super Bowl. And it happens for heck college teams. You know, when when a college football team has just tons of sophomores and juniors, and you think, oh gosh, next year when everybody is a year older, they're going to be unbeatable, yet they're in contention that year. No, that's the year that you have to take advantage of it. Yeah, there's not like a, it's not like a, a step-by-step process. You know, it, it, This isn't an escalator. It's stairs. Unless you move your feet, you're not doing anything. You're just going to stand still. And so for the Philadelphia 76ers fans and for analysts, and I even heard the guys on TNT, Charles Barkley, and then we're talking about it. Man, for the next 10 years, these guys are going to be a nightmare. If I were the Philadelphia 76ers and their fan base, I'd get that out of my head in a hurry because you will not find a more vulnerable Eastern Conference for the next 10 years than the one you got now because Cleveland's not very good, regardless of what anybody says. They've got LeBron James and nobody else. Boston is too banged up. Their two best players are out, and you don't know what you're going to be able to depend on when it comes to Boston. And Toronto's a head case at times in the postseason. They've looked good so far, but those guys have had a track record of disappearing, and I'm not so sure that Philadelphia isn't better right now and more talented than Toronto. So if I'm a 76ers fan, F the next 10 years, F this process or whatever that dumb catchphrase is, and I would focus on getting there this year because there's no guarantees you're getting back, especially you of all organizations know dealing with injuries within that franchise, you got to strike while you can. Yeah, the injuries are a big part, and Charles Barkley brought up a point that, trust me, I know full well that in 2014 that the 76ers lucked into Joel Embiid. And when you look at the process and you look at how everything plays out, looking back at that time, The Sixers were so lucky. So when you talk about the process, the main ingredient in the process is luck when you really look at it. 
In 2014, when the Sixers got Joel Embiid, they got Joel Embiid with the third overall pick. When heading into the draft lottery, they actually had the second best chance of winning the first overall pick. Well, let's say they win, get the first overall pick. The Sixers take Andrew Wiggins. Let's say they don't win the lottery and it stays status quo. Then they take Jabari Parker. Let's just say Joel Embiid stays healthy and doesn't break his foot before the NBA draft. Well, Joel Embiid goes number one to either Cleveland, who won the lottery that year, or Milwaukee if things stay status quo. There were so many things during that time, and as you looked at the time, you're like, oh, well, the Sixers are just settling for Joel Embiid. If you had to redo the draft now for for the difficulties that Wiggins has had early in the playoffs, Jabari Parker's now had two ACLs, it's a no-brainer that Joel Embiid would, would be the first overall pick or the guy that you would want on your team, even with his injury history, Jonas, and the Sixers actually lucked into that in so many ways. So it's not it's not all about stinking and, and and sucking all of these years. A lot has to go your way. You've got to have the, the the chips fall right. You have to be in a draft where there's a marquee player, just like the Spurs had when Tim Duncan was there or they were able to get Ben Simmons. A lot has to go right when you're picking at the top of the draft. And, and the Sixers, the process, a lot of it, a decent amount of it is luck. Oh, of course. Like, there's so many bounces. If you were to go back and look at any team that's won a championship, you just go through some of the games where they got a bounce here or a break there. The Patriots beating the Falcons two years ago in the Super Bowl. The Amendola or the uh, Julian Edelman catch. Um, the the decision, uh, the drop. Pa- there's another drop pass. There was Matt Ryan getting sacked. There, like, there's so many little things that took place to get you to that point to where. I mean, a couple like if Brady catches that pass out of the backfield in the Super Bowl, how does that change the game? Where the ball's on his on his fingertips and he drops it. Like, there's so many things. Like that wasn't Philadelphia making a defensive play. That was Tom Brady making a mistake. Philadelphia got totally burned in that play. You don't know how that could have impacted it moving forward. Like, there's so many things that go into a team making a run, or or getting you know having good fortune. Like Markel Fultz. That was a giant mistake, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. You traded away multiple picks to move up two spots to take a guy who shot free throws like a T-Rex for six months. That's a terrible mistake. It ter- he, he Right now, Markel Fultz is the biggest bust number one pick outside of Anthony Bennett in recent years, and that's a fact, and you're going to get away with it based on the fact that other things fell your way in other drafts, and you can kind of hide him on the bench right now until he proves that he can actually play consistently in the NFL or in the NBA. Like, so, so don't tell me, ah, this was, this was all the plan all the way along. Give me a break. The plan was J.J. Redick to sign a one-year yeah, contract. Right. Okay, yeah. all right. Do the same thing with the undrafted free agents that they were able to sign. T.J. McConnell coming in from Arizona. I know that Sam Hinkie loved Robert Covington, Entering the draft didn't take him. He ended up going to the Rockets first, but in the end, he ends up going to Philadelphia. Those are undervalued guys that Philadelphia hit on. So when you talk about the process, it's not about tanking and being awful and then just getting a bunch of top picks. It's also trading with the Magic to get Sharich instead of holding on to Alfred Payton. There's a lot that went with it. So when tanking comes up, Jonas, in the Philadelphia 76ers and how the NBA needs to to change – they're, they're not the same. It's not correlated in the, in the process. And, heck, we see it on all of the TV screens, people, as the process worked. Understand what the process really is first before determining whether it works or whether it doesn't. And as we started out saying, who knows if the process is going to last for the next 10 years. The jury is still out on that considering 
how things can change in the NBA, especially with the free agent crop over the next couple of it's years. It's always the one thing that, that I, I find so comical when people go, man, you know, look at the uh, look at Belichick, man. They really know how to evaluate talent, you know. Found Tom Brady in the sixth round. Okay. Passed on him five times. Go ahead, look look over that draft class from the Patriots and find me somebody else that you even know who they are outside of Tom Brady, okay? But that's considered a good draft class because Tom Brady's the greatest of all time, but you whiffed every other pick. So there's so many things that got to go your way. Bill, we should, take, we should take Tom Brady in the fourth. Hold on. He's still going to be there. <laughs> well, they, hold you know, on. Nope, not yet. Yeah, you know, hold on, Dan. But uh, remember, Bill Polian, you know, Bill Polian, who knows more than everybody. Bill Polian stinks. Bill Polian, who knows more than everybody, he's the guy who said, well, you know, I had a first-round grade on Tom Brady. Okay. Sure, Bill. Uh, sure. Okay. It just People are so full of crap. Trust the process. Sorry, it's 420. Yeah, man. I was going to say, maybe Bill Polian was smoking the <laughs> Oh, come on, yeah. Dan. Hey, wouldn't you love a bigger tax refund? Tax Slayer was highest rated for maximum refunds, so you have more cash to spend on whatever the heck you want. This tax season, go out and slay it. Max your refund at TaxSlayer.com. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get Dan at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, though, a Super Bowl champion head coach is going to give you some inside info into the NFL draft process. Don't go anywhere. We'll have that next. I'm Dan Byer. That's Jonas Knox. We are in for Doug. John Ramos here as well. You can always reach us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get Jonas at the Jonas Knox and Get John at JSRamos06. Joining us now, as we are now less than a week away from the NFL Draft, Super Bowl winning coach and analyst for the NFL Network, Brian Billick, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Coach, thanks so much for coming on. Glad to be here. Crazy, uh, you know, it's always a busy April for the NFL, but last night we had the schedule release. What does a head coach look for when the NFL releases the schedule in mid-April? It's exciting because now it's real. I mean, we get the schedule next week. We, we get to finish out our roster with the draft choices. So now, at least for me, this was the time when, when the, the 2018 season became real. Uh, what I'm looking for in a schedule, what kind of pacing is it? Is it, got, is it even with home and away, home and away? Where do I have that tough stretch on the road? Uh, what are my... Uh, primetime games, whether it's a Monday night, whether it's a Thursday night, just to be able to kind of determine what kind of pacing I need in practice. Uh, Coach, so give us an idea as to what this is like. So as Dan mentioned, we're about a week out from the NFL draft. As, As a coach, as somebody who's worked in several different organizations, what is this week leading up to the draft like? How much more evaluations do you make? Are you guys setting up your draft board? Take us into what that's like. Yeah, well, you're, you know, it's the proverbial crossing the T's and dotting the I's. Obviously, the, the vast majority of work has been done. Uh, Ozzie Newsom, who I had the privilege of working with in Baltimore, one of the all-time greats. Uh, at this point, uh, it's a little bit of cross-checking. Ozzie would, would put together a couple combinations of players and maybe take a scout from a different area, a coach from a different position, and say, hey, I want you two to, maybe it's the DB coach and, and, and a scout from the southeast region. They want you to look at a wide receiver in the Pacific Northwest. Just uh, that next set of eyes, that outside perspective, uh, to kind of round out uh, where you wanted to have your board. You'll solidify your board early in the week, probably have your owner in, uh, maybe on Tuesday or Wednesday to go over to board, have them look at some players that uh, you know, some players that you're taking off the board due to 
to uh, whether it's on the field or off the field issues that you want to make sure the owner knows, look, this is why when you hear this guy's name and you look up here, this is why this guy is not there. So you're just kind of finishing everything off as you get ready. And obviously the last thing you're going to do is touch base with all the other teams in the league in the way that you do just in case there's some trade possibilities. Brian Billick joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug today. When do the voices get trimmed? When instead of hearing from eight or nine different people, do you only listen to maybe yours or, or Ozzie Newsom's, Newsom's? When does that end up trimming down? Yeah, that was kind of interesting, at least for Ozzie and I. I could tell, and, and I viewed my role, because Ozzie was so firmly in control of the draft, uh, was to just kind of prod questions. You know, not so much say, well, I like this guy or that guy, because that's tough then for a scout or an assistant coach to disagree with you. So I would tend to more, I, I would pepper with questions. I'd go with Ozzy or I'd go to our, our uh, personnel people and say, well, tell me about this guy. Well, boy, I looked at film with this guy, and I, I didn't like the way he did so-and-so, just to see if I could get a response. But I could tell it was usually about Monday uh, of the week that uh, I'd walk into Ozzy's office and I could, he'd give me that look that says, okay, enough. All right, I got enough things going on. I've heard enough. I think I'm ready to go, unless this is really important. You know, we're let, let's let's be done with this conversation. Is there a player that, looking back on Brian Billick with us here, Super Bowl champion head coach, also with uh, the NFL Network here on Fox Sports Radio, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb. Is there a player that maybe you guys uh, thought was going to be there later on that you might have passed on that you look back and go, "Damn, we should have grabbed him while he was there." Oh gosh, there's any number of players that that uh, that you look at, particularly in hindsight, thinking, "Boy, if we'd have just made that kind of move." Um, I'll kind of give you one in reverse, one of the great players that likely could end up in the Hall of Fame that we ended up with, Terrell Suggs, that we thought no way were we going to get Terrell. I remember when we were going through our readings, that's where the coaches and scouts sit and, and basically read the reports and all the players, and we were honing in on the top end of the draft, and, and I remember Terrell Suggs' name coming up, and, and Ozzy saying, well, we don't need to spend a lot of time with this guy. We were picking 10th, I think, and it's, there's no way he falls to us at 10. So let's just let's get through this because we didn't think there was any way he was going to fall. Well, there was any number of reasons that things uh, turned out the way they did. We got into a quarterback back and forth. Jacksonville ended up taking Byler and Leftwich, and, uh, and Minnesota jumps in, and all of a sudden there's Terrell Suggs sitting at ten, and and we end up with with Terrell Suggs, and then we move on very quickly because we then had the nineteenth pick in the draft, and we were scrambling around maybe looking for a quarterback, and it wasn't until the dust settled that we realized. My God, we just got Terrell Suggs, which obviously turned out to be a great pick. <laughs> Brian Billick joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. When you're looking at quarterbacks, I mean, with this group that we've had this year, we have looked at every possible space, hand size, uh, on-field knowledge, 40 everything has been thrown in to try to decipher who out of these five or six quarterbacks is really one through six. What did you look at when trying to determine whether you were going to take a quarterback or not? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because unlike another position, most other positions, you can pretty much quantify the physical and mental attributes they need to be good. And, and you're not going to be wrong too much or too, too, too dramatically, particularly in the first round. Certainly they're capable of some busts, but, but it's a lot easier to quantify. For a quarterback, it's totally different because there's no one set of attributes that make a great quarterback. If, if we were to sit and, and discuss who are the 10 greatest quarterbacks of all time, between us we'd probably come up with, what, 13 names, 14 names? And then we're to go back and list the attribute that made them great, that made them Hall of Fame. 
whether it was the quick release of a Dan Marino, the ability to move on his feet in and around the pocket like a Joe Montana, the pure mechanics of a Warren Moon, um, you know, the arm strength of a, of a, a Troy Aikman. I mean, there, there's different attributes and things that made each of these guys unique to them spectacular. And so that's really when you look at these quarterbacks we're talking about, and we have a lot of them, they all have the physical and mental skills. looks like there's no reason they shouldn't be good quarterbacks in the NFL. But I'm looking at what is that one thing that's going to make this guy stand out and be a franchise quarterback. Were there negatives? Something that you said, okay, I can't have that. Like on the flip side, instead of something like, I have to have this, was there anything where you're like, Okay, well, I can't have this in a quarterback. There's always going to be the qualifier, you know, and, and if you're talking about a guy in the first round, you pretty much removed that. He's got to check off all the boxes. You can't have too many well butts when you're talking about taking quarterback in the first round. Later on, that's fine because every quarterback that's later than the first is going to have something. Maybe he's not quite as big. Maybe he doesn't have quite the arm strength. Maybe he doesn't have quite the accuracy. But if you're talking about a top 10, top 15 pick, you better check off all the boxes. Now, there are going to be concerns. You look at these guys, and across the board, every single one of them has something that you kind of go, oh, boy, I wish this were a little bit better. But you, you look at it, and in their totality, you think, no, he's good enough. Uh, and why Darnold, Allen, Rosen, maybe even Mayfield, you know, it's real quick, quick, easy. Are they a franchise quarterback or not? Don't nitpick it. Don't try to dissect it. They're either a franchise quarterback or they're not. And if they're not, you got no business picking them in the first round. Um, Coach, there's of the top four quarterbacks that are available in this draft. So let's say Josh Allen, Rosen, Darnold, and Mayfield. Each one has their knock. Josh Allen, it's the accuracy. Rosen, it's the attitude. With Mayfield, it's the size. And with Sam Darnold, some people talked about his delivery and whatnot. Of those quarterbacks, which is the one flaw that you absolutely can't live with as a coach, whether it be attitude, accuracy, which one could you not live with? This is the tough one for me because I love everything about Josh Allen's game, the quarterback out of Wyoming. He's got franchise elite talent, uh, size, he's got character, he's got that drive, but his completion percentage scares the hell out of me. Um, You don't get more accurate in the NFL, and this is a sub-60% guy and, and again, what are they doing? They're dismissing the completion percentage because the receiving core around him at Wyoming. We did that with Kyle Bowler when we took him with the 19th pick uh, out of Cal, and it was a mistake because the completion percentage was an issue. So as much as I like Josh Allen, that completion percentage really scares me. Brian Billick, NFL Network analyst and Super Bowl winning head coach, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks in part to X-Tech shoulder pads. Coach, tell us a little bit about these new edge shoulder pads. Well, where's the game right now? We're taking the, the helmet. We're taking the head out of the game, as we should. The new rules were no lowering or leading with the head, and that's the way it should be to protect our athletes. Well, what does that mean? It means you, your shoulder pads better be elite. Uh, uh, unfortunately, they haven't changed in 40 years till now. X-Tech pads is the way to go. Uh, they've got the XRD technology, which is basically an impact dispersion of foam that's like no other pad on the market. 29 NFL teams, over 300 colleges. We just talked about the quarterbacks. Josh Rosen and Josh Allen both wear the X-Tech pads. They're in programs like Michigan, UCLA, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Uh, if you're in the market for pads, particularly for young players, high school players and younger, go to Instagram at X-Tech pads. You can see the demo there or go to xtechpads.com. Use that promo code draft at xtechpads.com for 10% off your pad offer and order. Thanks, Coach. We appreciate it. And, yeah, enjoy next week. We know it's going to be a dandy. We'll do it. Brian Bellick joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. 
40 times are quick, but his hang-up was quicker than any 40 time. I think <laughs> that was unbelievable. Like, 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 I wondered if that was on us. I wonder if maybe we made the mistake. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I it, it was like I said, hello, you have won a cruise. Click. <laughs> That's how fast that was. Great to have Coach on, though. Or when I call my ex. Uh, Dan Byer, <laughs> Jonas Knox, in for uh, Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. I uh, do want to let you know we are brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Uh, coming up next, there is a uh, – so the NFL made a decision – And the NFL, in making this decision, has spit in the face of you, the fan. Find out how next year on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, potheads, put down those reefers, put the blunts down, put down the hacky sacks, grab a bag of Doritos, and you say hello to Steve DeSager. Good afternoon, gentlemen. By the way, Pro Football Talk pointing out the the NFL's annual drug testing period officially opens today. Oh, Just for record, if you're not in the drug testing program once a year, substance abuse test. Test it out, man. It can happen at any point between now and early August, just for the record. And it was another great interview with Brian Billick, but I will say, Coach doesn't hang up that quickly when Doug's hosting. I, I <laughs> he know. hangs on. Yeah, He hangs on for a little bit longer. What the F, Steve? <laughs> Steph Curry of Golden State is, quote, not close to playing, according to the report in The Athletic today, that he's not in the final stages of rehab yet after the sprained MCL. He'll be reevaluated in another week. Curry's already missed four weeks. It could take the full six weeks to recover. The Warriors' first-round series could end Sunday in San Antonio. Their next opponent... New Orleans could be done with their first-round series this weekend, so it's possible Curry misses most or all of the second-rounder with the knee injury. Three NBA games tonight in the playoffs, including Cleveland tied at a game apiece, playing at Indiana 7 p.m. Eastern time. Kevin Love of the Cavs okay to play, despite reportedly a partially torn thumb ligament. Three NHL playoff games tonight. Former Ohio State football coach Earl Bruce passed away at the age of 87. He was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2000. He'd had Alzheimer's in recent years. Quarterback Luke McCown retired from the NFL. He's 36. At golf's Texas Open, Zach Johnson with a second round 65 is tied for the lead with Ryan Moore. NASCAR qualifying's on FS1 today, 5.30 Eastern time in the Xfinity race tonight on FS1. And there's a baseball makeup game right now with Kansas City tied 2-2 at Detroit in the bottom of the ninth. This is a makeup from April 4th bad weather, so it's a day-night doubleheader in Detroit. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. The NFL schedule is out, and we are in for Doug Gottlieb. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. That is John Ramos. But the 2018 NFL regular season schedule was revealed yesterday. And first of all, um, <laughs> my condolences again go out to Monday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, the the just to I, I crunched some numbers, guys, on this 420 day. I didn't munch numbers. I crunched the numbers. There are three games on Monday Night Football in 2018 that are matchups between two playoff teams from 2017. In fact, in the first three games that Monday Night Football has to start the season, the doubleheader in week one and then in week two, there is one playoff team in those games out of the six, and it really doesn't get better. The first game that you have got between playoff teams, Jonas, on Monday Night Football Week 8, Patriots at the Bills. That is your first showdown between two teams that made the playoffs 
on Monday Night Football. The uh, Drew Bledsoe Bowl, Dan. <laughs> that is going to be that's going to be great. That the Drew Bledsoe Bowl is going to be awesome. It, but that's what Monday Night Football gets. Is this why Sean McDonough wanted out of the uh, Monday Night Football booth, hey. or was it just because um, you know if he, he wasn't crying over John Gruden leaving, his voice was cracking over a uh, a pick six? <laughs> Good God! Oh, well, or, he's, or he's ripping the product. John Gruden and him are calling a Steelers Bengals game like like it was two prison inmates fighting. Uh, that's, we all had those similar feelings watching Monday Night Football, but it, apparently it didn't get better in 2018. But the question now is, could things change? For Monday Night Football in years to come because there's a new twist to the schedule in 2018, and that comes in Week 16, Jonas, where the NFL did not announce the two Saturday games for that December weekend, instead waiting to hold off to flex two games from Sunday and move them into a Saturday showcase when the college football season is over, maybe some bowls starting at that time, but the NFL changing things up, having a flex moving a game from a Sunday to a Saturday, more so than even before when we just would change it during Sunday. We're actually changing a day. Well, not to correct you on the air, but I think I have to for the, um, I mean. Let's go right ahead. The, the Bulls have already started today, Dan. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm true. talking about? You yes, weed yes. freaks. Yeah, that is true. Weed that is bad. True. Beowulf. Yeah. Beowulf. <laughs> <laughs> Beowulf. Um, yeah, so I, and that was my my biggest issue because if I was college football and they started doing this and you know towards the end of the when you've got your your rivalry games and all that stuff, um, then I would be bothered by it. But they're doing this and they're flexing stuff out to a Saturday. Here's the one thing that that I don't know, and maybe this doesn't impact everybody, but I am very sensitive to this issue. Okay, because I happen to work weekends, so I'm very sensitive to this. There is a there are more and more people that work weekends. Dan, you work on weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for people that work on weekends, not John Ramos, for people that work on weekends, you know, maybe moving a game an entire day that I have already paid hundreds and hundreds of dollars for for my tickets, maybe um, Sunday's my day off. So when you move it to Saturday, now I all of a sudden can't go and I'm out of a lot of money. You know, maybe that might be a little bit of an issue. It's one thing if you move it back a few hours, but now you're moving it a, a day earlier. Now, I'm not going to these games. I got to work anyways, so it doesn't bother me. But if I was somebody and I've got Sundays off, and that's usually my day off, and now all of a sudden I've got to move an entire planned event and hundreds of dollars over another day prior, like that would bother me a little bit. I don't think this is ever going to happen. And that is your reason is legitimate, but I think it's an even broader scale, Jonas. What about the people who had a ticket to a Sunday game? And it's a marquee game where you have to drive four hours to the stadium and you maybe have a hotel on Saturday night. You can't do that in a normal work week. So it's not even the people who work on the weekends. It's the majority of the people who work Monday to Friday that won't have the flexibility to change their schedule just because a certain game. It's a lot easier. For example, if you had to drive four hours to see your favorite football team and you're staying over in that city, let's just say you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. You drive to Kansas City. You probably would drive Saturday, stay in the hotel Sunday. If they flex the game to Sunday night, guess what? You just stay in the hotel till about 1230 or 1, end up tailgating or figuring something else out to do, and then you make your way back. People don't have hotel reservations for a Monday to Tuesday night for Monday night football. It's it's unrealistic. I just don't think it's going to stick. Yeah, well and then and then also this is another example 
of why, and I've tried, I've made this point before, but nobody listens to that show anyways, but I've made this point before. <laughs> so this will sound fresh. Um, the NFL doesn't give a rip about the fans that go to the stadium. They don't care. Yeah, the optics look a little bad. And you and I have had this conversation, Dan, to where like, I think the new thing that's going to take place in, in a lot of places is for smaller stadiums to be built because it's not that difficult. The, the money is in television. And they are telling you with this possible move of flexing games out, not only a few hours, but a, a day earlier or a day later, possibly in the future, they're telling you, we don't give a rip about who goes to the game. We care about who watches on television. That's all this is about. So just understand that. And I'm not trying to, to tell people, don't go to games, do whatever the hell you want. But it's why when the conversation comes up that so-and-so is charging X amount of dollars or why the Falcons got so much good publicity when they had uh, the, the food items were so cheap this year for their new stadium, if they're not doing that so much out of the goodness of their heart, they're doing it because they kind of have to because they got to fill that place up and they realize it. this is still a better product on television than it is going in person. And they're telling you that by some of these flex times that are being ruined. Yeah, and one of the arguments is is that Monday Night Package is going to be up for bidding. So if the NFL can guarantee better games, maybe they could get a higher price for that. I just think it, it puts an awful yeah, onus on the fans. So think about it's it. terrible. People have to take two days off of work if you didn't live within two hours of the stadium, realistically. Unless you're driving back, getting home at 3 a.m. after driving and leaving work early to go to a game. There's just it. It is it is going to inconvenience fans, booking hotels. I know people who make NFL weekends. One of the big reasons why the NFL schedule is so huge, Jonas, is because friends and family are now saying, "Okay, we're going to the Niners game when they're in town, or we're going to go to the, when the Panthers end up playing. That's the weekend. Oh, yeah. that's the bye weekend. Okay, we can end up going. That's what fans also do for the schedule. Doing this to change it on a whole entire day." Really would mess things up if you're going from a weekend to a weekday. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get Dan on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. You can also find out how many bulls John Ramos has smoked today, at JSRamos06, uh, and he will respond to every one of those uh, as soon as he's done going over the logs right now. Uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, we are going to play a little game, all right? We are going to to take – Dan and I have this skill set where we're able to tell you who somebody is talking about, all right? It's, it's, it's fascinating. Do not go anywhere. We are going to impress you next year on FSR. Yeah. yeah. Got to watch out for that, Jonas. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got it right. Yeah. Did you get nail it? First time I got a song right. For those of you on the podcast, you're screwed right now. But this is the Doug Gottlieb <laughs> Show. That's Jonas Knox. That's John Ramos. I'm Dan Beyer. You guys didn't hear about this, but last week at a dinner party at my house, <laughs> my yeah. wife's friend's husband started calling me Rob halfway through the night. <laughs> had my name had my name wrong. So Rob, what's uh, what do you what do you what do you do for uh radio? Was and I and then I was so off, uh, thrown off by it. I stut- stuttered and stammered for about five seconds, like I'm doing now, and then finally got to it. It wasn't as bad as when he called me Rob later on in the night. <laughs> so it was a constant theme. I wish I could have looked into the future and seen that happen. This is game time. It's game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. 
I would have uh, known how to handle it better. Steve DeSager is here playing you should, a game. You should have been used to this because do you not recall the time in the press box where somebody thought he knew you and was screaming, <laughs> Andy! <laughs> Andy! <laughs> and you wouldn't turn around. Oh, Andy! I, I knew he didn't know my name, and I said to the girl next to me, I've not only known this guy for five years, I've talked to him. He is trying to talk to me, and I will refuse to turn around. And and where did he get Andy from? I have no idea. I have no idea. Only making it yeah, worse. Is and he, you know him, too. He, uh, you know, you guys know him, Who's too. his name? Yeah. He, What's his name? <laughs> no, Give me his initials. No, Come on, no. let's air him out on the air. No, Come on. no, no. He's a good guy. All right, I'll air hey. him out on my overnight show later tonight. <laughs> he is a good guy, what? and he later worked here. What? Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> what game are we playing today, John? Psychic. Oh, Psychic. Psychic. Yeah. Psychic. yeah. Psychic. See, you Psychic. thought we were playing Guess Who. You you were not psychic. It's What name will you be called tomorrow by your <laughs> dinner guests? Jonas, That's... probably. <laughs> well, you know what my uh, girlfriend's dad calls me? Because he's from- uh, he's Gringo? From... No, he's from- Jesus, Steve. <laughs> Jeez. God, you you got to give away my pet name? Gosh. <laughs> Yeah, how did you know, Steve? Uh, no, he called because he's from Mexico, so he struggles saying the name. So I just told her one time, I was like, you know, uh, at some point, you probably should let him know that my name isn't Jones. <laughs> hey, Jones! Jones! <laughs> Better than Holmes. Oh. Oh. Question one, gentlemen. I need your predictions in the game of Psychic. Since Des Bryant posted a video of him working out with, thank you, with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. And the Giants did cut Brandon Marshall recently. And remember, Bryant had said, oh, Cowboys, I'm going to see you twice this next year. As if everybody in the division was clamoring to sign him and paying big bucks. I don't know what had the Giants, maybe less than five mil available in cap space. But will Des Bryant end up on the New York Giants? Hmm. I'm getting a decent reading on this. Are you? Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's here's what I'm seeing. Let me as things start to uh, oh, not as foggy as they were. Okay. Let me see here. I'm looking at it, and you know, you know, Steve, I uh, I see the Giants signing Des Bryant under one condition, unless they don't. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That is such a Yones answer. <laughs> Yones! <laughs> I Yones think he will be a giant. I think he'll go somewhere else. Question two in the NBA playoffs. Five teams in a position for first-round sweeps, including the Warriors and Pelicans. They could each be done this weekend and start their second-round series the next weekend. Celtics and Raptors could each have first-round sweeps. Which of these teams, Rockets have a chance as well, which of these teams actually will have first-round sweeps? Go ahead, Dan. Uh, Go ahead, Dan. Well, I like the Rockets led by Rob Harden and Rob Paul. I think that they <laughs> have got well, – the Warriors are going to sweep the Spurs. It's I think, Andy Harden. <laughs> Andy! Andy. I do think that the Bucks win tonight, but I think the series is over after that. Um, so I, I don't think Boston will get a sweep. I think the Pelicans will sweep the Blazers. That's a 3-0. Yeah, I don't think the Rockets. Rockets, Pels, and Warriors. All right. Oh, so plenty, in yep. other words. Yeah. NBA playoffs, there are three games tonight. Yes, One Rob. of them, Cleveland at Indiana, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Who is scoring more points tonight? Not the teams. Victor Oladipo or LeBron James? Ooh, more points I like this. Oh. Okay. Um, Victor Oladipo or LeBron James? I am going to say, after looking through my reading, I'm shaking the ball. 
No, not that one. After looking through my reading, I'm going to say that that the high score between those two will be one of them. Interesting. I think the Pacers get a team effort in beating the Cavs tonight, so LeBron scores more in the loss. Oh, man. That is game time. I love it, man. I knew that we were going to do well in that. Man, you know I'm, what? If you ever do like a, an adult movie, you should call it Rob You Blind. And John Ramos as well. And in 90 minutes, the John Ramos show comes at you to wrap up your week. It's actually a really great way to put an exclamation point on your week. Wouldn't you say a a great positive experience? I mean, especially on 420. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know you're waiting for John to respond. That's why uh, I was looking at him. (laughs) I was looking at Uh, John. Yes, it is a wonderful way, Dan and Jonas, to put an exclamation mark on your Friday. Yeah. And by the way, uh, John uh, uh, did not respond to Dan on the air because he was smoking weed. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got what do you got there, John? A big old roach? <laughs> Dan, extra Beowulf is going on in the studio today. <laughs> Beowulf. I love. I, uh, you, by, by the way, I thought he said Bayo, like Scott Bayo. Yeah, I know. Woof. Like uh, like woof, woof, like that like but then I'm like oh Beowulf yeah yeah so uh, uh the, the inside uh, we're gonna relay this to people that are just tuning in that have no idea what's going on it's 4:20 okay so if you are not aware of what 4:20 is you're probably so stoned that you forgot <laughs> all right so put the hacky sack down <laughs> and then John after I asked him if he was smoking the Green Wolf which is a a term on the streets Dan for weed mm-hmm. uh, John responded with Beowulf <laughs> so I'm not really. Which is far better than Green Wolf, so just on-the-fly creativity alone, and especially the fact that he did it high is so uh, so impressive. So, yeah. John took the carpool lane today because his bong was riding shotgun oh, yeah. with him. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, Drive it out, man. It's a Darth Vader bong. It's yeah. pretty amazing. That turns into R2-D2. Hey, hey by the way, uh, John, did you see that uh, Luke McCown retired? I did not see that. Yeah, did you hear uh, what they uh, what what uh, they said about it? What Darth said? No, I did not. He said, uh, "Luke, you are retired." <laughs> How about that, John. All Little right. Star there Wars humor on yes, 420. That was good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Hey. Honk those horns, potheads. <laughs> I said, John, how many uh, joints have you had today? Five, six. He goes, this is my Sith. <laughs> is that a good Star Wars joke? That is a good one, yes. Okay. Sith being the opposite of the Jedi. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course it is. Cavs face the uh, Pacers tonight in the NBA playoffs. Something to look forward to. A series that is tied up at a game apiece. Cavaliers get a game two victory. And I don't want to say just barely, Jonas, but the way that LeBron started and then to have the Pacers be within striking distance at the end, they're actually up six, and the Pacers hit a late three to make it a three-point game. The fact of the matter is Cleveland tried to deliver a bunch of haymakers, specifically LeBron, early in that game, and the Pacers were still able to come back in it and make it a competitive game, and so now they're tied up at one apiece. And there was a piece by Brian Windhorst today on ESPN and, and to summarize at least one part of it, it was, is this Cavaliers team the worst team that LeBron has been on since the Cavaliers have had success? So really dating back to 2007. 
And does LeBron have more on his plate than he has ever had before in the NBA? And and I think when you're looking at the situation, there's ways to answer the the questions like, oh, yeah, he's got way more on his plate because maybe he's not getting enough help from Larry Nance or Jordan Clarkson or, or Kevin Love. But I don't even think that that's a part of the, the conversation anymore. It's one thing when LeBron is drafted on a team and they're trying to develop and they reach new heights. This doesn't feel anything remotely close to what LeBron had in 2007. So while you're trying to draw parallels to best or worst team, how they are constructed were just completely different, and I don't even think it's fair for as much as you want to praise LeBron or try to talk about what a great job he is doing, because of the situations, I don't even think it's fair to compare the two situations because one was natural and this one here is just completely manufactured with bad ideas. I mean, I'm surprised a guy who has followed LeBron and, and followed the Cavs organization growing up in Ohio, I'm surprised that Brian Windhorst uh, is so late to the news because didn't you hear, Dan? Um, they got better when they made all those trades. You know, like they were better team all of a sudden, you know, because Larry Nance and Rodney Hood is greater than a bunch of guys who were either MVPs or won championships or were in the playoffs multiple times. That's everything we heard, Dan. We were on the air when it happened, and all I kept hearing was, man, credit the Cavs for getting better with all these <laughs> hey, trades. I think okay. Jonas is doing the Dan invitation because I didn't think at the time when they went on that three-game win no. streak that maybe, hey, it did work out. That maybe Cleveland did improve, but it, in the long it, run, it didn't happen. It wasn't you, Dan. I would never do that to you. It's everybody else at the network that I'm calling <laughs> out uh, for saying that, and other networks as well, too. It just made no sense to me. I'm watch, You watch the Cavs, and it's like outside of LeBron James, they got nothing. And I keep thinking to myself, man, you know who would be really, really good right now for them? Probably Dwayne Wade with that output he put together in Game 2. That probably would have helped them a lot. Uh, oh, but you traded him. And then I'm um, looking around. I'm like, hey, you know, Jay Crowder, but not a bad defender. And, you know, probably would have helped out. But never mind. You got Rodney Hood and all these guys. Like, and who's responsible for these trades being made? Like, there was a there was a process. Okay, not the 76ers process. The process was Kyrie Irving wanted away from LeBron James. So you made a trade. Then those group of players, they couldn't work with LeBron James. So you made another trade. And now Brian Windhorst is saying... He's got nothing around him. Whose fault is that? At some point, isn't it? It isn't his fault that he has nothing around him. Like, don't we hold him somewhat responsible? Yeah, it's, it's, the process. it's a it's a roller coaster as you're going up, and then now as they're going down, you're seeing the same things, but you're going in a different direction. So the surrounding cast is is may not be at the level that LeBron wanted it, but yeah, to to your point of he's the one that wanted these decisions. He's the one. If you're bringing in Dwayne Wade. You're bringing in Dwayne Wade, not for the 82 games in the regular Bingo. season. You're bringing him in for the two months from April to yep. June. And, and and that's just one of the many moves. I mean, Derek Rose, the Cavaliers were going to make the playoffs anyway. Why other moves were made at that time to maybe energize? Maybe it was just the, the chemistry or it seemed that the chemistry was just so bad in the locker room for so many reasons, but there was a complete overhaul. I just don't think that he should get credit for what he is doing now comparing it to what he did in 2007 because he did carry that team to the NBA Finals in that season, and they were a much better defensive team night and day. They were one of the top defensive teams in the NBA at that time. Now they're one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. So it's just it's just not fair to compare, and it's funny to me, Jonas, to look at it because everything is in my mind is coming full circle for LeBron. 
Starts out in Cleveland. Okay, now this run could end. Well, how did it end the first time? 2010 playoffs, they get ousted in what? The Eastern Conference semifinals? Yeah. If they end up making it even that far, it's not going to be like LeBron is going to leave after a finals run. I don't think that that's going to happen. Talk about the chemistry issues and the drama. Remember Delonte West in 2010 yeah. and all the stories that came there? What look stories what, are you referring to, Dan? Look at, look at all everything that has come out this past season. You talk about the supporting cast. Like, all of this stuff is revisited again to LeBron James, which made him leave in the first place. So when I see all of these things happen and you try to look to LeBron's future, which I know we, we talk about you know every day, it seems like, and where's LeBron going to go next? But all of these things History is repeating itself in in one way or another for the Cavs. And in this history, if it's going to repeat, it's not going to end well for them. And and LeBron has always been a guy who, when it comes to off-the-court matters and social issues and things like that, he's always been about how can he set a tone for the players after him? You know, how can he and, – and it really is like – he's done – he, like we, we can all be critical of LeBron James and how he set the NBA up for what it is now become where teams are, are forming super teams and all this stuff and players are signing short-term deals and keeping teams waiting to see whether or not they're going to commit long-term. And there's a lot of criticism that comes with that and people point fingers at LeBron James. On the flip side of that, if we want to be critical of him for that, you got to give him credit because free agency period in the NBA has been outstanding the past two years. Mm-hmm. It has been so much fun, and the back and forth and the social media stuff has been so much fun, and LeBron James has set the league up for all of that, and you give him credit because it's made it that much more exciting, and it has closed a gap, whatever the gap you think it is, to the NFL. But at the same time, for a guy who's all about, let me think about the future and what the future is going to be like for players, that dude doesn't give a rip about the franchise he's with and their future. Not even close. Because if he did care about the franchise he's with and their future, then he would have accepted a trade and been gone and let them set up their future. As it stands now, the Cavaliers are going to be a diaper fire when he leaves. They've got nobody on that team, and they're going to go back to what it was when he departed from Miami the first time. Well, Dan Gilbert more than bent over backwards to try to bring a championship. The amount that they are playing, paying in luxury taxes is absurd. And all of those moves, Jonas none of which are for the long-term health. There isn't one move on that team except the trade for the first, for the first-round pick for Isaiah Th- or in the Isaiah Thomas-Kyrie Irving deal yeah. that set up this team for the long-term. And, I mean, even, even when you look at, at the Rodney Hood, Larry Nance, like Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Clarkson ends up being a guy who was pretty good for the Lakers when they stunk. And that's like that's yeah. what he ends up being. Larry Nance, maybe a, a nice role player. Rodney Hood hasn't lived up to the expectation. But even if those guys stay around in Cleveland for the long term, it's not like you're sitting there saying, "Well, we've got Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, and Rodney Hood plus a first round pick." Like that's none of this. The only thing that Cleveland got in the long term was that first overall pick. And Dan Gilbert, I thought at least as part of the deal at the time with the Kyrie trade was that they got the first rounder being like, okay, I need to at least get something back to start building for the future and Cody Altman doing the same. But man, it has been all in every single season because you don't want to waste a season. We we touched on it with the Sixers earlier. You don't want to waste a season and you don't want to waste a season with LeBron but wow, what a cost it cost the Sixers. Yeah, when, the price when, it cost the Sixers. When you're constantly in win-now mode, you know, like 
You ever you ever worked for tips before, like worked in a restaurant or something? It tricks your mind into thinking that you always have money. So you're constantly chasing the tip and you're constantly chasing. That's not a weird. And you're constantly thinking about your next shift. If you go out of town, I'll don't worry about it. I'll make money the next time around. All of a sudden, you don't have that restaurant job anymore and the constant cash flow coming in and you got to wait two weeks for your paycheck. You're looking around going, okay, whoa, now I can't afford this right now. I can't afford that. I've got to wait to get paid. You've got to rechange how you, psychologically how you view your spending habits. And it's like with LeBron James, to your point, and you brought this up before the show, when you're constantly in spend now, win now mode, now all of a sudden you can't. <laughs> you're looking around going, hey, where'd everybody go? <laughs> There's no fans here. We don't have anybody. Oh, but it's Larry Nance night here. So uh, for all you 400 <laughs> people that came out, come come celebrate with us. Nance. All days. <laughs> uh, wouldn't you love a bigger tax refund? Tax Slayer was highest rated for maximum refund, so you have more cash to spend on whatever the heck you want. This tax season, go out and slay it. Max your refund at taxslayer.com. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, uh, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, he has been called the best insider in the business in the history of the business best nfl insider in the history of the business and he will come here next here on fox sports radio i'm dan buyer that's jonas knox john ramos here as well as we are in for doug today for the best nfl draft coverage tune into fox sports radio on thursday night as jay glazer joel clack chris spielman and kurt menifee broadcast live from the side of the draft within at&t stadium in arlington texas throughout the entire first round amazing that it's less than a week away. Jay Glazer, the last three years, has cur- uh, correctly predicted every single first-round pick. Can he do it again? 32 for 32. Listen Thursday night on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app, beginning at 8 o'clock Eastern time, 5 Pacific, to hear the very best NFL draft coverage on the radio during the entire first round of the NFL draft. Joining us now is the one and only Jay Glazer as we prep for that selection process in less than a week. Hey, Jay, how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Uh, we are doing great, and we're excited to have you on. So, so if you had to put a number on it, is it a hundred percent that you're going thirty-two for thirty-two again in 2018? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, and here's the thing: I want to make people very aware. There's a difference between predicting what you think is going to happen and and tipping picks. Sure. Like well, I, you know, you guys know I don't go tweet picks. I don't work for Twitter. Um, but what I do get is and that's why I don't do a mock draft because. There is a lot of, I built up a lot of trust over the years. I'm, thank God, I'm very proud of it. And when people say to me, all right, look, this is what we're going to do. Do you know that, you know, do we have to move? Do we need to stay where we are? Should we move back? Can we move up? You know, things like that. But we're going to tell you what we're going to take, but you can't say anything. Well, then obviously I can't say anything. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do a mock draft and, and lie to the fans. So, but it is, it's, it, it's, I love it. It's, it is, man, my favorite time, obviously, of the, probably the year i have so much fun doing this because um, you're trying to get through everybody's trying to get through subterfuge and lies and smoke screens and luckily uh i've i've had a a lot more success in guys not snowing me and over the years um jay glazer with us here on fox sports radio when was the last time a team because i love the bs aspect of this time of year like all the rumors yeah. the garbage i think it's i think it's funny as hell but when's the last time a team tried to use you to get a draft rumor out no 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 i don't do that they, have, they know that and, and so not. so do you Absolutely how does that how does that conversation go did you just let them know listen go somewhere else with that i'm not here to do that it's but it, i mean 
we're so built up over the years, they know not to BS me like that. I'm not going to use. I, I'm trying to think when somebody, somebody tried to do something years ago to get Adrian Peterson to drop with a shoulder injury. Um, <laughs> and that was like, so when was that? It was a long time ago. And he did drop to the Vikings. Um, <laughs> so. Tolerance for a BS meter. Jay Glazer joining us here. They, they more, more than anything, people will call me. Look, people will call me and ask more for information. I'm an information broker. That's what I do, right? That's really what, we, what our job is. So we can get information, trade information, the most insight you can. So it's not so much, hey, get this out. It's different nowadays. There's so much information with teams out there. If there's something bad come out about a guy, most teams or all teams know about it. Jay Glazer. The craziest thing that happened was on the on the clock two years ago when uh, Laramie Tunsil, you know, that thing came out with him with the the gas mask on, smoking weed. And as every team was on the clock, they were hitting me up, going, "What do you know? What do you know?" I'm like, "I know the same things you guys know. It just came out of the internet." <laughs> And a fitting on this 420 that yeah. we can reference that amazing right. story. Jay Glazer <laughs> joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. With so much information, as an insider, because you know so much, and as teams are asking, how, how difficult is it for you to decipher on what you can and can't tell other teams? That That is a huge art. Because the team's going to go, you can't tell anybody this. But you got to kind of help other teams – you know, they're going, I'm coming to you because, look, i got to know, are we, do we need to trade up or not? I had one team come to me last year and said, listen, we're trying to get in touch with this other guy that they knew I was friendly with. And said, he's not getting back to us. And we're actually trying not to completely fleece him here. But if he's not getting back to us, we're going to fleece him. And I'm trying to get this guy on the phone and meet with his owner and meet with his owner. And he doesn't get back to me. I'm like, screw him, fleece him. <laughs> and, and they did. Oh, well, Dems, Dems to breaks. Um, Jay Glazer with us here on Fox Sports Radio. So, two of the 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 quarterbacks that that we've heard stories about there being some attitude issues and maybe uh, Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen rubbing people the wrong way in in certain <laughs> cases. What have you heard from people you've talked to about how their interviews have gone with teams that they've they've had conversations with? I haven't heard any team say anything bad about Baker Mayfield. It's everything. It's all this other anonymous stuff and all. I really haven't. People, because you know what he actually has going for him? It's the first sentence out of everybody's mouth is, dude, he's not like Johnny Manziel. Not completely different guy. So if that's actually helped him out in people's eyes. And there almost a lot of people know it's, it's not the same. Look, Baker Mayfield work his butt off. He, think he, he always has his chip on his shoulder where Johnny Manziel looked at it like, I got enough talent. I'm good. That's just not the case in the NFL. You know, you got to look at it like I am. Every one of these guys needs to look at themselves coming out like they're hoping to get drafted in the seventh round. And for the rest of their career, they need to work like they're hoping to get drafted in the seventh round. And when they don't, that's when you guys who have guys who underachieve and really don't, don't reach them. I think the only way to play, the only reason to play in the NFL is to get a gold jacket. And if Tom Brady can get it, a six-round draft pick and you know some of these late-round picks and the Kurt Warners, man, you can get it. You just got to outwork the world, right? And too many of these guys just don't, you know, come in with that attitude. 
think Baker Mayfield is going to outwork the world. As far as Josh Rosen, I've known Josh for years, trained him for a little while. Um, and what comes out of his mouth, it kind of throws off, throws you off who the guy is. He is way tougher than people realize. Um, probably the best technical quarterback in this draft and in a while. And, you know, he'll say stuff that gets you to think, well, he doesn't love football, but he does love football. He really does. He actually considered not – he strongly considered staying in this year because he was like, I don't have a legacy. And it really bothered him. When he said that, I was like, all right, this kid, he's – he, got, he, he really you – know, he, he showed a lot more than – he showed me a lot more than, than I knew. Um, so I think that, you know, a team who looks at him and says, all right, what's coming out of his mouth? You know, how do I weigh that of, you know, what or we hear is coming out of his mouth? How do I weigh that with what we see on film and what we see in his, his delivery? He is, talent-wise, he is, uh, he is I, talent-wise, he's probably the best of them all. Jay Glazer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. You can hear Jay Thursday night with Joe Clack, Chris Spielman, and Kurt Menefee. For the best NFL draft coverage here on Fox Sports Radio starting at 8 o'clock Eastern time. How much is number two in play for the New York Giants right now? All those picks are in play. They're all going to be in play. They always are because the price tags are so phenomenal. Why wouldn't you? Sure. So I, I, I'll say this, though. Um, if the Browns don't take Barkley number two, if I'm the Giants, there's no way I trade that pick and I go get him. He will change the makeup of your team. And, Jay, I was thinking about this, too. As far as teams in the top ten, to me, like everyone's talking about this quarterback draft class, but I think the teams that are at an advantage in the top ten are the teams that don't need a quarterback because there's going to be a lot of top talent that drop down because of the run on quarterbacks. So teams like the Colts, uh, the Bucks, the Bears towards the back end, I mean, there's a, there's a possibility that – Saquon Barkley could drop all the way down to who knows, maybe the Niners at no, nine. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. He will not be gone past. He'll be gone past two. Like right. He is. He is. He is going to be. He he is the guy in this draft that people are talking about having the best makeup slash ability of anybody in years. He is a. And look, you saw what Fournette did last year to change the, you know, the Jaguars. Um, you know what Ezekiel did. You know, certainly help out with Dak. This guy will change your offense. Who's the player that could drop? Not based on diminishing skills or, or, or value, but just based on where the the top of the draft lands. Like, who's a top player? Maybe one of the quarterbacks that you could see dropping. Yeah, I think it, it, the the thing with the quarterbacks is going to be who's going to be in love with them. So, you know, like last year, um, everybody thought Kaiser was so high, and all of a sudden, that certainly wasn't the case. Um, and Mahomes was nowhere to be found. And by draft day, I had one team who had them second on their entire board. So these, these guys, here's what happens. So today is when teams kind of finish up their evaluations, actually. And now this weekend, they'll start um, putting their board in order. But then they argue about their board, and they debate about their board, and they argue more about their board, and they debate more about their board. And it goes right up until the draft. It is unbelievable. So you've had 364 days to do this. And you guys are still arguing about it. It's incredible. Jay Glazer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm going to wrap up with this. Are there teams that love Lamar Jackson of Louisville? Um, yeah, I just don't know where yet, where they're going to have him. Again, it's, 
I don't really start getting – here's, the, here's the, the art of it. When you talk to teams too early, you get locked in where you think they like them, but then they change it here, like I said, the next seven days. Mm-hmm. So I don't start that until Tuesday and then getting even deeper. Here, another perfect example. is Last year there was one team who had Deshaun Kaiser's fifth of quarterbacks, and then the head coach – talk to him again, and the head coach put him first on Wednesday of the draft. And the GM on Thursday talked them back off. Wow. And it was incredible how much, how much they move in you know, the next few days. It really, it's, it's, it's freaking maddening. <laughs> He's Jay Glazer here on Thursday night here on Fox Sports Radio alongside Joel Clack, Chris Spielman, and Kurt Menefee broadcasting from near AT&T Stadium or in Arlington, Texas, here on Fox Sports Radio, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 5 Pacific. You can hear it on the iHeartRadio app. Jay, it's going to be a blast. We look forward to it. We appreciate the time. Can't wait, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jay. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next here on FSR, we are going to pass along. We don't like to do this a lot, but you know, th- some things have got to be done. A little bit of bad news. Regarding the NFL, all right, so a little bit of bad news. That's coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, it's Steve DeSager. Thank you. We'll start with the NFL. The Eagles have given quarterback Nick Foles a revised contract. It includes a mutual option for 2019 and a reported $2 million signing bonus, according to NFL.com. The Texans say they're optimistic they'll get a large contract extension with Jadeveon Clowney. Reportedly, there's no deal that's imminent. Quarterback Luke McCown retired from the NFL. He's 36. In the past eight years, he started just three games. He was originally drafted by Cleveland in 2004, one of his five teams in the league. And the Ravens and wide receiver Willie Sneed signed a two-year offer sheet. The Saints have five days to match it. He had just eight receptions last year after 72 the year before. Former Ohio State football coach Earl Bruce passed away at the age of 87. Urban Meyer, the current Buckeyes coach, was a graduate assistant for Earl Bruce there in 1986 and 87. Three NBA playoff games tonight, three NHL playoff games as well. NASCAR qualifying's on FS1 in an hour. And FS1 has the Xfinity race tonight from Richmond, 7 p.m. Eastern time. In MLB action, a day game at Detroit, makeup from a weathered-out game on April 4th. In 10 innings on a home run, a walk-off from Jacoby Jones. Detroit beat Kansas City 3-2 in 10. Royals have lost nine straight. Back to you. Thank you very much, Steve. I'm Dan Beyer. That's Jonas Knox. <laughs> That's John Ramos. The new John Ramos show comes up in an hour here on the Doug Gottlieb Show as we are in for Doug today on Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to us on the iHeartRadio app and Sirius XM Channel 83, and that's where you can catch the NFL Draft Show coming up Thursday night. And you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Jonas, where can they reach you at? Uh, at the Jonas Knox. And John Ramos, your Twitter handle today for 420 Wow, you're, you're dang right. It's 420. It's the time to really get... A Twitter handle that signifies what's going on today around the country, and it's going to be at JS Ramos 06. 06 today. All right. All right. Good stuff. By the way, Dan, you know what else is good stuff? Hmm. True Car, because online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With true price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Let's go from the good stuff to the bad stuff. Oh, boy. Because the NFL regular season schedule was released yesterday. And we have got, you know, we had the, there's the best of the best. You know, there's a 
Packers New England showdown. So you got Rodgers against Brady. You've got to heck opening night Falcons and Eagles. A lot of great games. And then there's some other not so great games. So why don't we find, I don't know, the 10 worst NFL games of the 2018 season? I don't know, something like that. Eight? I mean, I mean five? Yeah, what listen, do you want? Let's, 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 because we don't oh, want to flood them with oh, the negative. All right. all right. So let's let's start with the five. Five. And then all we right. can go from there, Dano. All right. All right. Well, oddly enough, I've got a game in week five. Five. That, honestly, I'll just tell you, Dolphins, Bengals, and Cincinnati. Okay? I would rather watch Marlins Reds, I think, right now, if I had the opportunity on whether if oh, I wanted to watch Dolphins, Bengals, Marlins, Reds seems just good, just a good enough option to maybe make me think about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, now, why, why the negativity with those two teams, Dan? Well, first of all, I think very, very few fantasy implications. Maybe you're playing Joe Mixon. Um, maybe you're playing AJ Green. Well, probably playing AJ Green. Okay. Kenyon Drake, maybe an opportunity. Outside of that, I don't see it. You know, I mean, you know, Devontae Parker. There's just there's not a lot there in my mind for fantasy implications. Plus, these teams are just, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, again, I don't want to correct you on the air, Dan, but I think you're forgetting about Jarvis Landry. I think you're forgetting. (laughs) Oh, that's right. They traded him. Uh, Yes, yes. All right, yeah, everything's fine over there in Miami. Don't worry. Adam Gase has got it under control as they trade away their best wide receiver. And, you know, you mentioned the Browns, and I made a list of a bunch of games that I don't want to see. No, I actually want to see the Browns. I want to see how this thing turns out. I want to see who the quarterbacks are. I know who Ryan Tannehill and who Andy Dalton are. I that so Dolphins Bengals does nothing for me. Okay, fair enough. How about this? Uh, how about this one? Bills Ravens four. Okay, again, I don't mean to jump on the AFC quarterbacks, but we have got AJ McCarron against Joe Flacco. Mm. If that game doesn't end up thirteen to ten, I will be shocked, and that it would end with Justin Tucker kicking a like fifty-eight yard field goal to win it. And then, you know, doing the DX crotch shot to the Bills back. Uh, now, I also, now, I also think that it's a bit uh, inappropriate for you to just assume that A.J. McCarron is going to beat out Nathan Peterman for the job. That's yeah. true. <laughs> you I know what happens when insulting. you assume? Yeah. In fact, if that game was on TV and they were like, tune to channel 428 for the Young Sheldon Marathon. Okay. I would go 428. Yeah. And I hate young Sheldon. Now, there is a now, there is a that is the strongest uh words Dan has ever spoken on the air. I'm noticing a theme through the first two games of your five worst of the season. Okay. You hate the AFC. Well, I don't know if I would say that. However, the third game that I don't want to see is Jets at Titans. Okay. Three. Yes. I, I know that the Jets may draft a quarterback. And the Titans were a playoff team. Three. But there is nothing, there is nothing that would make me say, yeah, I got three hours to watch this. Yeah. I, in fact, would rather hang out with a guy who called me Rob for three hours <laughs> oh, than watch Jets Titans. And that happens in week 13. Now, let me ask you this. If the Jets were to go back to the mid 90s Jets logo where it was the Jets on the side of the helmet and like the uh, the sure. actual where they had the, yeah. the plane thing or whatever on top would would you then be all in on the Jets 
Uh, think it, Al Toon, think it, Ken O'Brien. But I think that the lack of originality in what was going to be a full makeover of the Titans uniform, yeah. you change the color of the helmet and then you changed a couple of air. That, like, that's it. Like, it was so disappointing to me to see that the uniforms, the helmet looks a little bit sharper. But so even if you would change that, I still am so disappointed in what the Titans did with their lack of change to the logo that I still would rather stay away and be called Rob. Now, yeah. which which quarterback could the Jets take number three and have starting in that game three. that would change your mind? Mayfield? Uh, yeah, I think Mayfield okay. is a legit possibility. Uh, I would say Lamar Jackson. Okay. And I would say, and I think Josh Rosen is going to be the best quarterback of this class. Yeah. So I guess Josh Rosen would make me kind of want to watch. But I don't know if I want to see Derrick Henry run for three yards and be tackled by a decent Jets defense. I also am realizing that I'm kind of against defense in all of this. Well, Two. And I think also against the AFC. Well, this changes, Jonas, because Two. Lions and Cardinals is good for no one. Okay. And, and nobody is better off seeing Lions-Cardinals. I, w- I would agree. By the way, two Amish people just walked by the studio. That's bizarre. I didn't know it was Halloween. No kidding. Uh, ho- horse and buggy and all. <laughs> Interesting. The the Amish in L.A. Maybe it's a new TV show. Now, okay, I'd Lions, rather watch that than right. Lions Cardinals now, in week fourteen. Okay, Lions <laughs> Amish land. Lions Cardinals. Uh, listen, yeah. the Lions can put up some points. You got Matt Stafford there. He's he's throwing would, it around. I would need. Well, you got David Johnson in Arizona. I I would need nine fantasy players on my team in this game to See, watch this. Okay, one. now now this is where I think you're taking shots at the NFC North, and here's why I say that. Because yeah, you look at it and you go, oh. Well, there's only one team from the NFC North in this matchup, but when you see Sam Bradford, you think Vikings, and I think that's why you're <laughs> bullying does. the Cardinals here because we've got ourselves another Sam Bradford-Matt Stafford matchup that Dan is defecating on I, here on I national radio. I can't wait to see Sam Bradford standing in his Cardinals T-shirt on the sidelines because it's oh, week 14. Gosh. Yeah, the negativity. I know. I know. Jeez, it's 420, Dan. And, I, and I'm and I'm sorry to sorry to say this, guys. Final final one. Final worst game of the year belongs one, to one, one, one. Bucks Bears. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I just. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 there is. Do not, not apologize. I. I <laughs> uh, again, I know that like Clay's got Animal Thunderdome. I'd rather see Bucks fighting Bears. Yeah. I would rather see a lot of stuff, but it just does. Does nothing for me, Jonas. Week four, Tampa Bay at Chicago, September 30th. I will not be there. Now, what if I told you that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were bringing back their creamsicle jerseys for that with the old, uh, the thing, he's got the pirate with that thing in his mouth. Bucko Bruce. Yeah. The NFL 2018 game of the year, Buccaneers at Bears okay. week four, if they would change the uniforms. All right. See, and uh, and I don't blame you because I actually saw the Bears schedule. It was tweeted out by somebody uh, who covers the Bears that listens to the show. And yeah. um, I responded back with two and 14. Okay. <laughs> okay. And looking at the Bears oh, schedule. No. And people were saying, "Well, we're, okay, so what do you? So who? What two teams uh, do you think they're going to beat?" And I said, "Well, well, listen, uh, I, I didn't say two teams. I think they'll split against the Vikings, but I do really like the Bears not to lose in their bye week." All right. So yeah. week, week, week five, Bear fans, I think that's going to be a big one. The Bears proposed a three bye season. <laughs>
<laughs> that was not passed by the NFL competition committee. There it is. The five worst games of the NFL season. All right. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox. Oh, the band's in, not done yet. In John, uh, Jonas. Scott leave here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, get Dan on Twitter if you uh, if you feel insulted or offended that your team was on the list of teams uh, that Dan said are taking part in the five worst games. That's at Dan Byer on Fox. Up next, though, there is a team that you did not expect to be as good as they could actually be. All right, so this could be a surprising development to you. We'll tell you who they are next year on FSR. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. That is John Ramos. Glad to have you along. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and Sirius XM Channel 83. And even though Doug's not here, we still like to do what Doug does at this time, and that's here from one of the great programs on either Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1 as we play. And now. <laughs> what does the fuck say? Jonas, did you know that they crowned an NBA champion last night? No way. Yeah, well, that's what Nick Wright thinks on First Things First on Fox Sports 1. I mean, the team that we saw last night is a team that can win a championship. Not just win the East, win a championship. That team, Embiid at nearly full strength, Ben Simmons controlling the game with the ball on a string and hitting every three-point shot imaginable, not Ben Simmons, but his teammates. That's a team with that level of defense that is as good as any team in basketball. That was Nick Wright on the Philadelphia 76ers after they went up 2-1 on the Miami Heat last night in their first-round playoff series. I I heard a hmm there. Well, I, I just... Oh, man. All right. I this is also part of the remember we talked about I I was always hoping that the NBA would reduce the opening round series to three games right in and out let's get it I mean that way there's more of a threat of an upset I just think it would be more compelling and there'd be less blowouts because teams would be so tight right off the bat and it's actually one of the reasons why they went from five to seven because they didn't want the top seeds to be ousted and part of the reason that I that I have yet to to explain why I wanted less games in the NBA playoffs from the three to the five to the seven and seven, as opposed to the four seven game series is because we'd have less knee jerk reactions. <laughs> you know, like it just, at, okay. Like, so you mean to tell me that like that team beats the warriors or beats the rockets? Look, they can win the East, but uh, come on, man. They, like there's a lot of, you know, like we see this in the NBA playoffs I mean, you saw it a couple of years yep. ago in the finals to where the first six games of Warriors Cavs was a double digit game. Like we like you can't base everything just off one game. If you want to talk totality and where the Eastern Conference is at and that there's flaws in the in the conference and that's why you think Philadelphia's got a legitimate shot to get there, that's one thing. But if we're just going to go based on one game and just assume that that means fill in the blank, they're going on to the finals and winning it all, I just I, I can't do that. One thing that I think gets people excited about the Sixers specifically on last night's win, Jonas, is how Joel Embiid seamlessly entered back into the lineup, resumed his role of being the great player, and they ended up winning by 20. There are questions about certain teams in the NBA playoffs I'll just name Toronto Raptors. We have no idea on how they are going to respond. We expect that they would probably fail if they get in a tight spot because that's what we have seen in the past. We're expecting we want the Toronto Raptors to prove to us something, 
so far in the small, itty-bitty sample size that the 76ers gave us, and last night was even smaller than that with the one game with Embiid, it probably couldn't have gone any better, at least in the fourth quarter when they pulled away. But you also have to look at, as you mentioned, when you talk about the level of competition, we're talking about a Miami team that is outmanned in yeah. this series and is nowhere near what you would get at the top of the East or even at the top of the and West. And their best player has been out, Deion Waiters. So, I, like, I don't know. You can't you can't base it just off this. I mean, Hassan Whiteside has been irrelevant. He is irrelevant. He's pouting on the sidelines. There's he, there's no point in him being in the game at certain times. He's getting outplayed by Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> just think about that. Like, there's no point in him being in the game. If we're going to use this same knee-jerk reaction rationale, then why isn't why aren't the uh, New Orleans Pelicans favored to go to the NBA Finals? Yeah, it's a very good they, point. They've looked better than anybody. I mean, they've won their first two games on the road and then went back home and annihilated Portland, who was the three seed. And they've got the best individual player out of those two teams. Yeah. What does the Fox say <laughs> while I'm prepping <laughs> for my John Ramos say? show? <laughs> <laughs> what did John play? <laughs> True story. I will give hand signals to John, and I looked at Jonas, and I just gave like a whip, like, all right, let's wrap it up. And then I look at John head down writing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, by the way, online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. And now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Who do you think is... In an NBA Finals first, Pelicans or Sixers? Oh, I've already I've already laid heavy money on oh. who's going to the NBA Finals, and I got really good odds on it. So I went to the sports book. I'm like, give me all of it on. I want. And John Ramos is here as well. Bottom of the hour of the John Ramos show. Something that you don't want to miss. And in less than a week, the NFL draft begins. First round action Thursday night from Arlington, Texas. Fox Sports Radio will be there. Jay Glazer, Joel Klatt, Chris Spielman, Kurt Menefee bringing you all the picks and all the action. 8 o'clock Eastern time, 5 Pacific. Tune in to Fox Sports Radio on the iHeartRadio app to hear the best NFL draft coverage. Glazer, 32 for 32, getting that inside information on who's going in the first round. We'll see if he gets it again. I'm guessing that he will. 2018 NFL Draft beginning Thursday here at here on Fox Sports Radio. I love the NFL Draft, man. I can't get enough of it. I think it's so much fun. Just all it, and especially because you go in every single draft season, and we all do mock drafts where we make our picks and all that stuff. And Glazer gets it right, but for all the rest of us mere mortals, we go into the draft and we think about who's going to go where and who's going to get taken and all this stuff. And it's like. Nobody can criticize anybody for getting it wrong because we also got it wrong too. Mm-hmm. So it's like everybody it's like misery loves company. If you want to be in a situation where you have no shot at being right but are safe because you have safety in numbers cuz nobody else is going to get it right, the NFL draft process and mock drafts is how it goes down. If you get 9 picks right in the first round of 32, you are money. Yeah. Like you are on fire just because one wrong pick sets off the domino where you can get every single one wrong after that. Maybe randomly get one right. Now, if you do something crazy on the air and you say, like, I don't know, Carson Wentz is not getting taken in the first round, <laughs> then, you know, like, that would, be, uh, that would be something that, like, a lot of people on the show would laugh at. <laughs> but, but if you put Carson Wentz second overall that year, yeah. then you'd be 
doing all right. Absolutely, I agree. That that's the NFL draft with these quarterbacks as well is what is going to throw draft picks and predictions because not only Jonas do you have trades, you really just don't know who's a clear cut number one guy because it's felt like I felt throughout the process that Sam Darnold was the consensus from January up until March as he's the safe number one pick. He's the guy that you're going to take. Maybe there was a little Baker Mayfield rumblings, but I felt for the three-month span it was Sam Darnold. Now for the last, I don't know, four weeks or so, it seems to really be a Josh Allen sort of top of the draft game. But what's thrown a kink in this, Jonas, is that even if Josh Allen goes number one, Sam Darnold could go number four as well to Cleveland because of a report that the Browns may consider taking two quarterbacks with the first four picks of the draft. Man, who th- who thinks of this crap? Like, who? honest to God, who, let me tell you something. If you're picking towards the top of the draft, you know what it means? It means you're not very good. You know what else it means? It means you're probably not very good at multiple positions. So here we go. Let's take two of one. <laughs> like nobody, nobody buys a house and goes, "Hey man, uh, what do you? What should we do first? All right. Well, let's see. We need the living room, the kitchen, the bathroom. All right. So let's get the bathroom fixed up first, and then, um, you know what? Let's fix the other bathroom too. Forget the kitchen. We don't need to eat here, and don't worry about sleeping. We'll go ahead and take care of that. All right. Now, what do we got? Well, I don't know. I mean, you've won one game in two years. You figure it out from here. Like it makes no sense. When we just bought a house within the last year and so we had our kitchen we turned our dining room into another kitchen oh yes yes so just a different place to cook 20 feet away yeah you know it's like all right do you want the one with the big sink or the smaller sink that's you know it gives us options and then jonas no matter what we have got a great kitchen in our home there's so like yeah like there's there's no doubt about it like we were not gonna not have a great kitchen so now we have two of them. What's a food that you eat, Dan, that makes you really thirsty? Hmm. Potato chips. Okay, so say you're having a bag of potato chips. Is there a particular kind that makes you more thirsty than others? Um, I'll just say a bag of Ruffles. Okay, here. so say a bag of Ruffles potato chips. And what's the one drink you could have that washes down and tastes the best with Ruffles potato Oh, chips? delicious Mountain Dew. You imagine going into the liquor store next door where they change the prices every week? <laughs> And could By you way, imagine today, a little, little inside joke that only uh, prices were high? <laughs> oh today. yeah, higher than yesterday. By the way, I walked in there one time. They had an Abba Zaba bar from 1974 up towards the front of the cash <laughs> register. A little inside Fox Sports Radio neighborhood humor that nobody nationwide oh. gets. Um, I'll tell you what, liquor store purchasers purchasers know what we're talking. You about. know what you wouldn't do, Dan? You wouldn't buy a bag of potato chips at the liquor store, and you're really thirsty. And you go right as you're ready to go grab that ice cold Mountain Dew. You go, yeah, I'll just get another bag of potato chips to wash it down. <laughs> you know, forget all that. I can overcome all this. Like people th- actually think the Browns are going to take two quarterbacks at one and four. First of all, if the Browns take a quarterback at one and at four, I'll get a sex change on the air. All right, that's first of all. <laughs> Secondly, will this be on the Jonas Knox show? Will it be with Brady Quinn or will it be I'll have three, for Doug? I'll have three operations. Okay, I'll, I'll oh. split it up in thirds. Right. I'll do one part of the operation here. I'll do the other two on on the show with Brady and then on my show. Okay, I'm willing to listen. I'm willing. To, I'm willing to offer up myself like that because it's never going to happen. 
Makes no sense. It didn't even work with the Washington Redskins no. when they took a first round, they used a first round pick on Robert Griffin the third, and then took Kirk Cousins in the fourth round. That was a disaster. Quarterback is the only position that you really can't have competition at. Like you're better off with the guy being the guy. All the other positions, it's it's funny because when you talk about quarterbacks and salaries, quarterback is different than every other position in the National Football League. When you look at longevity, Jonas, quarterback is different than every other position in the National Football League. And when you're looking at the draft, quarterback is different than every other position in the National Football League. Like you wouldn't want you want your young quarterback that you just took number 1 overall to split reps with the guy <laughs> makes like sense. it makes no sense. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean <laughs> If this guy stinks, then you know what? You take a guy two years from now. That's what you end up doing. It, it, it makes zero There's sense. There's a difference between like what the Eagles did a couple of years ago and what the Bears did last year, where you sign a veteran quarterback, where the Eagles re-signed, um, uh, they re-signed Sam Bradford and they still moved up in the draft to take Carson Wentz because if you looked at Bradford's contract and how it was built – the Eagles didn't commit to him long-term. It was a short-term contract. They were looking for a quarterback of the future. They really liked Carson Wentz, and they made the jump, and they went and got him. And then the Bears signed Mike Glennon and then surprised everybody while Mike Glennon was at a Bears draft party and then took Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> which must have been really awkward for Mike Glennon. But there's a difference between that and drafting two quarterbacks high in the first. And the fact that anybody's running with these reports is crazy. No, they're... There's no possible way they would do that. Any team picking towards the top of the draft has multiple needs. Every one of those teams has multiple needs. And if you're picking at one and four to blow that on a quarterback, or if you take a quarterback again at the top of the second round, that is crazy, man. Makes no sense. Yeah, you'd be better off taking two defensive ends yes. at that spot. Or, I mean, even if you have Miles Garrett or two cornerbacks or something uh, two offensive linemen if it was worthy uh, it's uh, any position but quarterback there are certain things like draft rumors that you hear and you go okay I could kind of see that possibly like I really and Jay Glazer disagreed on this if you look at the draft board and the way it shapes out man I'm telling you there there's a there's a a realistic chance that Saquon Barkley could slide down to nine to the 49ers I'm not kidding. Like, just look at it. If if the Colts trade out or if the Colts go in a different direction and they go Denzel Ward or Quentin Nelson or, like, the way that it all shapes out, like, there's a chance he could slide all the way down that far. Like, there's so there's some things that I believe or I could see happening. That one, that's, that's crazy to me. Absolutely insane that they would take two quarterbacks. Now, one of the quarterbacks or a bunch of the quarterbacks that we talk about are the likes of Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, and Josh Allen. Brian Billick, Super Bowl winning head coach and now NFL Network analyst, joined us earlier on the show to talk about these quarterback prospects and specifically about what worries him in this 2018 quarterback class. I love everything about Josh Allen's game, the quarterback out of Wyoming. He's got franchise elite talent, uh, size, he's got character, he's got that drive, but his completion percentage scares the hell out of me. Um, you don't get more accurate in the NFL. And this is a sub-60% guy. And, and, again, what are they doing? They're dismissing the completion percentage because the receiving core around him at Wyoming. We did that with Kyle Bowler when we took him with the 19th pick uh, out of Cal, and it was a mistake because the completion percentage was an issue. 
The completion percentage at 60% mark is big because it's yeah. been a topic of conversation. It's the same thing with Lamar Jackson was under 60% in throwing at Louisville, and that ends up being a topic of conversation. And Josh Allen's completion percentage, according to Brian Billick, loves everything about him, but that's the enormous red flag that's waving in his face. That's exactly why if if I had my choice between Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, I'm taking Lamar Jackson. You want to know why? Because at least I know if that guy on a third down can't deliver an accurate ball to get me a first down, you know what he can do? He can run his ass off, and he can figure out a way to make it happen. He can at least make plays. Josh Allen's got a great arm. He's got all the intangibles, but the you know who else they said about accuracy, who his accuracy just kept being an issue in college? You know who else that was? Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> I mean, his career's been a wasteland so far. It's the, not accurate. The, the, uh, come, uh, come on, Rex. The supporters who say completion percentage doesn't matter point to Brett Favre, but Brett Favre was such a different quarterback than than what we see that and I know people are trying to draw parallels to Josh Allen and, and Brett Favre, but that's another point that gets brought up. I mean, Baker Mayfield's got a great completion percentage, yeah. But the fact is, is there were a lot of times when he was throwing routes that were in the flat or highly, high, high a high percentage rate of completion on those throws. So sometimes those numbers can be a little bit skewed depending on the offense that you're in. Well, like remember Bucky Brooks was on with us last week. Bucky Brooks was on with us last week and he talked about how the reason he buys Josh Allen being a potential at number one for the Browns is based on his draft history. And Bucky Brooks pointed out that, that John Dorsey has a history of taking guys with a high upside. Mahomes, uh, he took Patrick Mahomes because there was a high upside with him. Uh, he took Eric Fisher because he felt like he had a higher upside than a Luke Jokel uh, with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. At some point, though, like, don't you have to deep down maybe acknowledge, listen, I can really overthink this and I can really go with what I'm used to or I can go with somebody who, yeah, you know, but he's a, he's kind of more ready now and maybe I could do something more with him now. And I just feel like the Browns are almost overthinking this thing if they go. And and also, not to mention, if the Browns do end up not going with Josh Allen, let's let's acknowledge that they have lied to every major media member out there, which I give them credit for, because if you can pull off a lie like that, that's amazing. They have lied to all of them because we have heard from, from whether it be Mel Kuyper or McShay or Peter Schrager or Daniel Jeremiah or some of these other guys out there that, that that's the pick, that they're going to take Josh Allen. People are convinced it's going to be Josh Allen. If they turn around and they don't take him, man, just the lie of all lies during NFL draft season. That would be magnificent. Yeah. Cleveland, though, just wants a franchise quarterback. Yeah. They would love one. Wouldn't you love a bigger tax refund? Mm-hmm. Tax layer was highest rated for maximum refund, so you have more cash to spend on whatever the heck you want. This tax season, go out and slay it. Max your refund at taxlayer.com. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, we are going to hear from one of the more honest, honest analysts that you will hear on Fox Sports Radio. All right? He calls it as it is. He's not afraid to offend some people. That guy is coming up next here on FSR. Doug was in for Colin Cowherd on the herd earlier today on Fox Sports Radio. So we're in for Doug. I'm Dan Beyer. That's Jonas Knox. Um, He's John Jan. Ramos. Pump it up. No, no, no. John Ramos. Let's make comes this up as in. difficult on uh, Ramos as possible. Sorry, a Ramos drop. The John Ramos show comes up in 10 minutes. Ramos. On this techno <laughs> jam. NBA playoffs rolling on tonight. Three games. 
three game threes, Cavs and Pacers, Raptors in DC to face the <laughs> Wizards, Celtics and Bucks in Milwaukee. Kind of a Jonas and I going head to head. I don't, you know, I know Jonas kind of left your allegiances at the door, but I'm sure there's still some Celtic pride there. Just a uh, broadcast professional who works in the middle of the night, Dan. Yeah, a, I like to be referred to. A broadcast professional joins us after 15 years in the NBA and now covering the sport for Fox Sports and Fox Sports Radio. Olden Polonies joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Olden, happy playoffs. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, we are we are doing well. We know how well the Philadelphia 76ers are doing and the Pelicans and the Warriors and the Rockets. <laughs> Who's been most impressive? And not even you could take one of those teams or you could take someone else, but in this first week of the playoffs that we've had, almost full week, most impressive team so far for you is who? Um, it's a couple teams. I would say Toronto with how they've handled business. Um, as opposed to what they've done in the past. But probably out of everybody, you know, you know, everybody's like the favorites and all that. Um, I know, you know, I'm sure you guys spoke about, you know, Cleveland and splitting with Indiana, but the Utah Jazz, there's something about them that really, you know, they're like one of those teams, you know, do you really want to face them? It's kind of like Miami in the, in the East. Do you really want to face them in a seven-game series? And so, you know, I think they wanted to, biggest surprises, you know, the fact that they went into Oklahoma City and split with them. Very young team, you know, they got a stud in Donovan Mitchell, and it's just it's just been surprising to me. I think, you know, it was like a perfect um, match for Ricky Rubio ending up there. You know, that's his pace, his style of play as, as compared to when he was in Minnesota. So I think everything is clicking for them, and they got a great young coach and Quinn Snyder, so they are probably my biggest surprise right now. Uh, Olden Polonese with us here on Fox Sports Radio. I normally wouldn't open up my first question asking about a guy who's averaging under four points a game, okay? But I'm going to because you're a fellow big man. Maybe you can explain what the hell has happened to Hassan Whiteside in Miami. <laughs> Same thing that happened that has happened to um, Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota. <laughs> These guys, I think the pressures get to them. Or maybe they're doing some extracurricular activities before the games. I don't know what it is. I'm dumbfounded right now. But I do think with Hassan, his thing is is Embiid and the whole 76 team. I think they're in his head right now. You know, evidence by him stepping on uh, part of um, Embiid's mask. It's like, what is wrong with this guy? They, They have him rattled right now. Holden Polonese joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You mentioned Embiid. Does that make what he did last night even more special in his playoff debut? Oh, it does. And I knew that was going to happen. You know, they were like, oh, he's he's out, he's out. We're not going to clear him. As soon as he lost the home quarter standards, oh, he, he's doubtful. And then later on in the day, he's playing. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. You know, plus, you know, his comment didn't hurt any. You know, letting them know, hey, I don't want to be babied anymore. But this guy, you know, I said it during the draft, you know, four years ago. He was the next coming of Akeem Olajuwon, and they got a steal at the number four pick, you know, because he was a number one pick. So and that, they ended up getting him at the, at the fourth spot. So, and we were talking about this earlier on the show. Olden Polonies with us here on Fox Sports Radio about if you're Philadelphia. I know the talk is, well, you know, for the next ten years they're set up for success. But looking around the Eastern Conference, I mean, Boston is dealing with injuries. Cleveland's not the same. You've got Toronto. 
to me, couldn't you make the case that, that this would be the year if you're a Sixers fan, you want them to make a run because there's no guarantees you're going to get back to this point? There, there's never any guarantees unless you're the Golden State Warriors, pretty much. <laughs> oh, Cleveland, for that matter, up until this year. But um, with that team, they do have a bright future. I do like the, the way everything's set up. And they did something that's never been done before. They actually, you know, with the whole tanking and everything, they, they were able to not only get the players and Brett Brown to buy into this, because Brett came from, you know, the Spurs organization. They also got the fans to buy into it. To where they're like, okay, you know what, we got to spend our money while you guys lose and set up, and now they're reaping the rewards of everything. So everybody trusted the process, and it's, it's except for, you know who, <laughs> um, Mr. Hinky, he's the only one not reaping any rewards from all this. And he started it. <laughs> and, I, and isn't Embiid's personality a, a big help to this? You know, and I was because I was trying to think of you know Philadelphia has had some great sports stars, but those sports stars have also like been heavily criticized for even even when they're on top of their game, Olden. But I think Embiid's personality seems so different that he's almost endeared himself, if that's possible, to the Philadelphia faithful. Does does that happen with a player that doesn't have his personality? It it, it doesn't happen unless you have that kind of personality, but you have to be able to back it up with your play. What I like about him, he's a you know, he's jovial, and he's very open, which is rare for athletes to be very open and honest with their comments. And so, to me, that's what I really like about him. You know, like when he made the comment about, I wish they would, you know, effing stop babying me. But that was that was beautiful to hear that from an athlete. And, you know, that's how he is. You know, he trolls guys in the league. He trolls Hassan Whiteside all the time and different teams. You know, like the comment he made about, you know, I'm, we're not here to make friends. I love that stuff. What do you make of Rajon Rondo's performance? Now he's been dubbed uh, Playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo. He's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a different guy, and you've seen it now back-to-back years. He was, he was injured in the series against Boston last year's, but they are dominating that backcourt of McCollum and um, Damian Lillard, and he looks fantastic. What do you make of Rondo? You know what? I was, I'm not surprised by them you know, winning games. I'm just surprised how poorly Damian Lillard has played and the whole Portland team. I I, kind of thought, you know, like they were evenly matched to a certain extent, but I thought it would be a better, you know, series than it's been. But Rondo has been the difference. Yeah, we're going to talk about Drew Holiday, you know, two-way guy. But Rondo keeps everybody in tune to what's happening. He is one of the smartest players that I've I've ever seen play basketball. You know, he gets criticism, you know, he gets moody and temperamental, but at the end of the day, when he's on that floor, he, he he's he's cerebral beyond belief. And to me, he's as he goes, so does that team. Olden Polity's joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Bayer. We're in for Doug and the Doug Gottlieb show today. Three games of the playoffs tonight, including Cavaliers Pacers. Who feels best about what happened in Game 2 heading into tonight's Game 3? Is it the Cavaliers because they got the win or the Pacers because they were able to weather that early start from LeBron? Uh, the Pacers, of course. I mean, they, they got to split. All they got to do now is hold home court advantage. That's it. They got to split. All the pressure's on Cleveland. You know, but we've been anybody that's watched basketball throughout the year, they've seen that Indiana has played like that throughout the year. So this is not anything new. But it took a 46-point game from LeBron for them to win that game. 
Now, can he do that for the next three games? I'm not sure. But I'm sure that, you know, Nate McMillan's going to make adjustments and everything else. But, again, they have home court advantage, and they play much better at home than they do on the road. Olden, from a guy who played in, last one for me, a guy who played in the league for as long as you did, can you tell just by watching a team that they're well-coached, just by watching them on television? Oh, definitely, okay. yes. So, you can tell. You see how Boston plays, you know, the attention to details. Uh, that's the difference right now with them and, and the Wizards because it's like you can see the discombobulation on the Wizards' part. And that a lot of that has to do with coaching. Because at the end of the day, you still have to be able to the match. I, I I always criticize Phil Jackson. Right, Phil Jackson always had like the greatest players, but his biggest strength was managing those egos to where he let catch winners and everybody else do the X's and O's. But that's a major component of being a great coach is managing egos and managing personality. Some of these guys are able to do it, and some are not. You know, Brad Stevens is one of those guys. Dwayne Casey's a guy that can manage egos and still do X's and O's. So those are great coaches. And, Olden, before we let you go and start the weekend, let's talk some LeVar Ball. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, let's not. Let's not. You know, I have not spoken. He who shall be nameless, I have not said his name. Hey, enjoy the games tonight. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, have a good one. We'll do it again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Olden Volanis, 15-year vet and Fox Sports NBA analyst. <laughs> Not a big fan of the uh, big baller brand? <laughs> Just figured that we haven't oh, talked to LeVar man. Ball in a while. That's great. Uh, all right, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. I had to get that sponsor in there this segment, Dan, because nobody's sponsoring the next segment. <laughs> That's not even for, for a second. Don't worry, John. I know how it feels. All right. Uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. All right. It is the highest rated segment on Fox Sports Radio during this show when we fill in every single time. Find out why everybody goes nuts. For the John Ramos Show, it is coming up next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, Steve, who is serving as the undercard to the John Ramos Show, <laughs> on the update. Steve, what's happening? You know, I do hear commercials on the John Ramos Show. It's just they're from 1980. <laughs> <laughs> light, bright, they, light, they, bright. <laughs> and then they're cut off halfway through. But <laughs> the memories are good. Uh, NBA playoffs, we got three games tonight, including Cleveland at Indiana after 7 p.m. Eastern time. Series tied at a game apiece. Kevin Love of the Cavs okay to play despite reportedly a partially torn thumb ligament. Later, it's Toronto up two games to none playing at Washington and Boston leading two games to none playing at Milwaukee. The Athletic reports that Golden State star Steph Curry is not close to playing, that he's not in the final stages of rehab yet due to the sprained MCL. He'll be reevaluated again in a week. Three NHL playoff games tonight. Chance to close it out in Game 5 for the home teams this evening. Pittsburgh, Winnipeg, and number 1 Nashville. Former Ohio State football coach Earl Bruce passed away at the age of 87. The Texans are optimistic they'll get a large contract extension with Jadeveon Clowney, reported 
allegedly there's no deal that's imminent. Quarterback Luke McCown retired from the NFL. He's 36 and part of a day-night doubleheader in baseball, a makeup game at Detroit on a 10th inning walk-off homer by Jacoby Jones. The Tigers win 3-2 over Kansas City. That's nine straight losses for the Royals. They left 10 men on base. Kansas City's record 3-14 and early season. Back to you. That's almost Reds-like. Thank you very much, Steve. <laughs> Jeez, I know. Red, Reds at 3-15. and 15. Sorry, sorry yeah. Cincinnati. Andy. <laughs> Andy. Our <laughs> uh, good friend Andy Furman <laughs> residing in the Cincinnati area. So it's perfect tie in there. And, and by the way, Andy did uh, predict. He had somebody tell him that Brian Price, the manager for the Reds, was going to get fired. The only problem is that was a year and a half ago. <laughs> but a little earlier at the party, Andy. Uh, he's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Bayer. John Ramos here as well as it is the Doug Gottlieb Show as we are in for Doug here on Fox Sports Radio. And again, hard to believe, but the NFL draft less than a week away, Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 Pacific, here on Fox Sports Radio. The best draft coverage, Jay Glazer, Joel Klatt, Chris Spielman, Kurt Menefee. We've got it for you from AT&T Stadium here on Fox Sports Radio. You don't want to miss you can always listen on FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio app, and yeah, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan? Yes. It's time. Now. Now. Does it get any better than this? I think not. It's the John Ramos Show. Ramos? It's the John Ramos Show. It's the John Ramos Show. This is the John Ramos Sports on Fox Radio. Huh? Here's John Ramos. He says exactly what Suzanne tells him to say. Ramos! Yeah! yeah. Right. Happy 420, potheads! Yeah. Come on, get up and yeah. yeah. get past the weed, man! Good evening, everybody. We have a great show for you tonight. It's Bandwagon Friday. Make sure to always use the hashtag, the John Ramos Show. On tonight's show, I want you to tell me what bandwagon you're jumping on. I know the 76ers bandwagon is getting pretty crowded. Better hurry up if you want a spot on the Las Vegas Golden Knights bandwagon. <laughs> How about the Rams bandwagon? I know we have plenty of room right there for you. I want to hear from you. Also, today is National Lookalike Day. People tell me I look a little bit like George Clooney. Jonas, who do you look like? Well, it's funny you ask, As always, I have my psychic Jesus. Ryan here with me. Let's start it, Ryan, with this information about the NBA. All right, John, let's do it. Hey, everyone is talking about the great win by the 76ers last night and trusting the process. That's right, John. It's a great way to develop talent. Well, did you know we trust the process here on the John Ramos Show? Really? How's that? Well, we've been trusting the process with you, Ryan, in hopes that one day you'll eventually become a worthy sidekick. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Allen is a future Hall of Famer, and I'll tell you why next on the John Robles Show. I can't breathe. My little brother has more brains in his finger than all of you put together. Says <laughs> to XL. Oh. Food facts. A peanut is neither a pea nor a nut. True. Sports. The happy are you? A fly ball hits the foul ball. Yeah, Metallica. Everybody, give it up for Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Woo! Yeah. Hey, guys, you can pass it this way, maybe. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to our in-depth interview. Also, everyone is talking about the release of the NFL schedule. Dan and Jonas, I know you guys talked about it as well, but coming up later on the show, I'm going to reveal the Region 60 U14 girls soccer schedule. We will have a home game in week four. What about that week seven matchup for me and my team? <laughs> you don't want to miss out on that. Right now, though, it's time to dive in on the NBA playoffs. And 
When we talk about the NBA playoffs in the John Rama show, I'll call my friend Kevin. Unfortunately, Kevin is at his daughter's recital this afternoon, so I'm going to give him a quick call because he knows so much about the NBA. Kevin, you there? Hey, hey, John, what's up? Hey, Kevin, we're talking about the NBA playoffs and who a better person to go to than you. Can you talk right now? I know you're at your daughter's recital. Yeah, yeah, we're at Brittany's recital right now. She's about to go on stage. Okay, just a couple quick things about the NBA, but before we get to the NBA. John, yeah. I'm at I'm at a recital right now. I know, just really, really fast. But before we get to the final stuff, talk about the NBA. Come on, you can do it, man. She's she's about John. She's about to go on stage. Come on, one time. People love it. What up? What's up? What up? What's up? What's up? I'll tell you why Josh Allen is guaranteed to be a bust in the NFL next on the John Ramos show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pearl Jam. Let's hear for Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's some strong stuff over oh, there. Yeah. Our in-depth interview is going to be really interesting. Don't forget, there's still plenty of time for you to vote on tonight's poll question. And, of course, make sure to use the hashtag the John Ramos Show. Also coming up in honor of 420, I'll give you my top 10 herbal remedies. Here's a hint. I got number one from my good friend, Mary Jane. Ooh. But now it's time for everyone's favorite game. Yes! Yes! John Purdy. <laughs> Guys, this is another great edition of John Purdy. And uh, we got Dan Byer, Jonas Knox playing with us today. Guys, how you doing? Doing well. Yes. And Steve DeSager. Oh, Three, Steve yeah, DeSager. Yes. Welcome to yes. John Purdy, Steve. What's up? <laughs> Here are the categories. Cincinnati Freds. These are famous Freds who hail from Cincinnati. Week 18. <laughs> These are the worst golf courses to host the major championships. Josh Allentown, things you'd see in Josh Allen's hometown of Fireball, California, and Suzanne's. These are audio clues where you have to guess what my wife said, Suzanne Ramos. Okay, Jonas, let's start with you. What do you want? Um, I'm going to go with Suzanne's for 100, John. All right, here's what Suzanne had to say. You tell me the answer I gave back. I need you to pick up Sarah from practice. Hmm. What is, I need a million bucks, but that ain't happening. That is incorrect, Jonas. The correct answer is. Uh, What is, is, uh, yes, Suzanne. That is correct. Yes, Suzanne. I'll take Suzanne's answers for 200. Honey, I know there's two minutes left of game seven of the NBA finals, but we have to go to my sister's place. Jonas, what is, but I hate your sister. That is incorrect. Dan, what is, yes, honey. I'll take uh, Sue's answers for 400. Yes! It's a daily double. Suzanne? Babe, we have to pay the car payment. It's due tomorrow. Well, I would like to wager $300, by the way. Um, And I would say, uh, what is, who do I make the checkout to? 
Yes. That All is right. correct. Damn. All right. You know what? I'll take Asu's answers for 500. Okay. Shut up, John. Uh, I, <laughs> can I answer? Us. Okay. Yes. Um, what is, my name's not John, it's Daddy. Yeah! Oh! That's all the time we have for tonight. <laughs> a big thanks to everyone who tweeted in using the hashtag The John Ramos Show. Also, thanks to Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg for being tonight's special musical guests. It's 420. We'll have to get to you next time in our interview session. And Ryan, I'll catch you where the sun don't shine. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, what man, that was good. By the way, Hold we don't know what happened... Uh, to the backside, its whereabouts are unknown. But where the sun don't shine yeah. is where we're going. Um, Dan, <laughs> yeah, John Pretty was a classic. Kevin, the What's Up guy, all in the same show. That's Good God, that's what you get on a 4:20 Friday. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, if people wanted to ask for and wanted to offer up some show ideas for the John Ramos show, they would just tweet at JSRamos06. And John, what would the hashtag be? The hashtag would be the John Ramos show. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox I thought it was going to be shut up, John. <laughs> hashtag shut up, John. Shut up, John. All right, you know what? The, you know what? You know what? Or as the great Steve Gorman says, hello, John. Shut up, John. Uh, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, we have got some uh, some issues going on in the world of sports. One of the all-time greats, one of the greatest players of all time, says he just doesn't care anymore. Find out who that is next on FSR. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I hope the week was well and the weekend is even better. He's Jonas Knox. He is John Ramos. I'm Dan Beyer. As we are in for Doug today, getting set for a triple dose of NBA playoff action tonight and some on this weekend as well to get us prepped for that. And a whole lot more is the press. Steve DeSager with the latest of what's yeah. going on. Hello, Steve. Good afternoon, gents. Once again, let's get to the NBA news as LeBron James was asked to shoot around today about his streak of making it to seven straight NBA finals. He said it was never something he set out to do. How important it is to me, he said, it's important to try and compete for a championship every year. It's not like that was a goal of mine coming into the league. Okay. I know he's easy to to rip on, but I actually think he's right for the simple fact of he's not like, I want to make it to seven straight finals. Hmm. It is. Every single year, you just want to win a title. So yeah. I, I would I would agree that there's some truth to what he's saying. I disagree, Dan. Okay, I disagree. Yeah. Point yeah. counterpoint. All right. Yes. You want to know why I disagree? Why is that? I don't know. I just thought it was just supposed to do. Just because, Dan, no. yeah, exactly. I thought we were supposed to do that. I don't know. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Cleveland starts up after 7 p.m. Eastern at Indiana. That first-round series tied at a game apiece. That's Jabari cool. Jabari Parker <laughs> in the news. Yes, he's still in the league. He had, uh, what, 15 minutes on the floor last playoff game for Milwaukee. Ten minutes in game number one. He said it hard, it's hard to play like four minutes and then sit out. Nobody on the team can do that, especially in my position. He acknowledged he might not be on the interim coach's good side at the moment, although he claims he wouldn't know what that reason would be. This is a former number two overall draft choice. I would actually got a crew, oh, you got sorry. to have a fall, guys. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> got my a bad. crew, got to have a bust at number two. I would, have, I would rather be on the interim coach's bad side than the good side and have the new coach, whoever comes in, and maybe the new coach will like Jabari Parker, but the, I mean, 
I, uh, this future is not in Milwaukee. Well, as they say in Milwaukee, Dan, the buck stops here. <laughs> the Bucks oh, yeah. may stop there. Yeah. First yeah. round. Bingo, yeah. bango. Golden State guard Steph Curry is, according to the team, making progress from his grade two left MCL sprain. He'll start participating in portions of practices beginning tomorrow, but he's not going to be reevaluated for another week. Steve Curry. Next weekend, it's going to be the start of round two, probably, because these first-rounders are going to end so soon for the Warriors and the Pelicans. Golden State's first-round series could end Sunday in San Antonio, so the second-rounder would start next weekend. Uh, Steph Curry might be missing, let's say, most, if not all, of the second round. I, I, If the best-case scenario is that he misses the first two home games and then is available on the road and in, in, in in my view, that's how it's going to play out. He'll be available for a game three in New Orleans at well, best. I, I don't. I don't know why Steve keeps referring to him as Steph Curry. It's Steve clearly. Curry. It's clearly Steph Cotty. Stephen Curry. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, clearly, as the uh, broadcaster a couple of drops ago said, Steph Cotty. Does <laughs> he? Ah, yes, the wickedly talented. Manicotti. On to the NFL. Nick Foles in the news. Uh, no trade materializing in the offseason, but NFL media's Mike Garofolo reports they have a revised contract with the QB, a new deal with Foles. It includes a mutual option for 2019 and a $2 million signing bonus. Also, millions more in incentives that Foles would reach if he finds himself the starter this year. Just because they have this agreement doesn't mean the Eagles are saying something's wrong with Wentz. They expect Carson Wentz to be good to go for the regular season. God, I love love how they're rallying around the Eagles. Like, man, you're a really cool thing the Eagles did, you know? They gave uh, Nick Foles this uh, extra money. Yeah, really cool thing he did, you know? He gave you your only Super Bowl ever. <laughs> like, why wouldn't he give him extra money? You know how much money they made off that Super Bowl while yeah. their fans were eating feces in the street? More than $2 million, I'm guessing. Yes. Okay. Speaking Stuff of cash... Mickey dollars. Mickey Mantle baseball card sells for $2.8 million this million week, dollars. according to Darren Ravel of ESPN. Second highest price ever paid for a baseball card. Yeah, number one, 86 Donruss Bill Doran. That was the <laughs> highest <One>. ever. <laughs> Oh, uh, no. no, actually, over $3 million paid for the famed Tonus Wagner card oh, from many years bad. ago. <laughs> this card, Mickey Mantle, was sold by a former NFL offensive lineman, the recently retired Evan Mathis, age 30. You see, see what else they sold recently? The no. uh, Mickey Mantle flask. Oh, Interesting. And finally, a Greyhound bus says it's investigating how one of its buses meant to take passengers from Cleveland to New York wound up in Toledo. It left Cleveland several hours late yesterday, was headed east through Pennsylvania, started experiencing problems, so it turned around and it went all the way to Toledo, past Cleveland. <laughs> and uh, any customers interested in a refund can call customer service. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. You know, uh, online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Eat that music. I got them all in. Uh, I've got a message uh, for you. Hashtag shut up, John. Oh, come on, Dan. No, no, just for the weekend. Know it, John. Weed. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.